everybody, welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime. I am your host, Blue, with my, can't think of an adjective, co-host, the lovely. <laughs> Hi, I am listless p- podcast co-host, Coon Brad. <laughs> Perfect, there we go. <laughs> I think I said fantabulous last week, and I was going to say fantabulous again, and I was like, I can't do the same thing two weeks in a row. No, you can, because I am fabulous. Oh, that's I'm fabulous. That's true. That's that's true. <laughs> uh, oh, but so yeah, how are you? <laughs> I'm I'm okay. Do you want me to ask you how you are? Uh no, I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm not okay. Send oh. help. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I hated putting this off to today, but this is the least miserable I've been all week, and yet I'm still beyond miserable. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's really, that's, oh. Um, so, for, yes, for some context, for those who don't follow our streams, um, what happened to you this week? So, Saturday, I was mowing one of our properties, and... Whilst mowing one of these properties, I decided to tear up some poison ivy that I didn't notice. Until Monday morning, I woke up and I had just a little bitty spot on my left forearm. Mm -hmm. It's like, ah, that's fine. I'll just put some bleach on it. It'll be okay. It'll dry up. Nah, fam. I woke up Wednesday and my entire neck was covered. I wake up yesterday, my entire left arm, both sides are covered. My neck is basically one huge rash. My right arm is now starting to become covered. So today, I went and got a shot. Mm. I had to get a second one. Oh, and no. And so, so my hip hurts. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> like, my whole, basically, left side from my hip down to my leg is just shooting pain. Everything oh. itches. It's... <laughs> it's going to be another week, too, while all this recovers. Oh, so but okay, you know I'm, what? It'll be okay. Yeah, I'm genuinely confused how poison ivy works. It's not something that exists in England, as far as I'm aware. So I don't. How does it? What happened? So it's it's an allergic reaction essentially. However, okay. the blisters that it gives you are oils from the plant that oh. you are still allergic to. Right. So anytime you scratch it or anytime you do anything remotely to pop it, it'll spread. Oh, okay. And so typically, bleach and rubbing alcohol are my two go-tos to try to kill it. Right. And I thought that it was, like, I thought it was just that one spot on my arm, but every time I get done weed eating, even if I don't get into it, I will immediately take a shower whenever we're done. Right. So usually this doesn't happen, but like I said, I woke up and I was just absolutely doused in uh, poison ivy. So do you think you, like, ran some over with the lawnmower or something and it kicked it up in the air? Well, I'm the one who weed eats the properties, right. so I get I get to do the hard job. Mm. But also, weed eating means I get like covered in anything and everything that I tear up. Yeah, and I know the spot where it was at because it's the only spot out there that it could technically grow. And I thought the fauna that was around the tree looked odd, but at the same time, I was talking to a buddy of mine about a potential radio show doing it with him, so I was distracted. Right. And so after I tore it up, it kind of crossed my mind. I was like, 
I wonder if that's poison ivy. And I was like, no, because we this is the third time we've been out here to mow and weed eat it, and yeah. nobody else has complained about it. Right. But also, for me, I look at the shit and get it. Like, I'm that allergic. Right. But this is the worst outbreak of it I've ever had. Typically, like, it's a few spots here or there. I've gotten a shot before whenever it was just down my back. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, once it spread to my neck and, it like, the bleach wasn't taking care of it at all, I was like, I've got to get a shot. I've got to deal with it. And then I get to be a big bubble-blowing baby in front of the doctor oh. <laughs> over having to get a shot because I am deathly afraid of needles. Yeah. No, I understand that two very close people to me in my life are also petrified of needles. Um, so yeah, I do understand that it's a, it's a legit phobia for a lot of people. Oh yeah. I'm bending over the table and all the doctors here, he's just. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then, and then on top of that, like typically they don't even say anything. They just full fledged, just hit it with the sterilizing alcohol and go for it. Mm -hmm. Nah, fam. She's talking me through it. She's like, okay, I'm going to pinch the skin and then Mm -hmm. you're going to feel a sting and and then you're good. Oh, yeah, because I know what's happening. Like, she's telling yeah. it to me as she's doing it to where it just can't be just done and over with so I can start calming down. And then, and then they have the audacity to take my blood pressure during the midst of an anxiety attack and tell me I have high blood pressure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've both so, had a fun time with having our blood pressure taken recently, haven't we? Yeah, we have, because you, you, you poor soul- <laughs> <laughs> getting bruised by absolutely everything <laughs> I, i'm just a bruiser um was that when when did i get my blood t- taken when did i that was that was last week that was, that was the week. day that we recorded your name ah uh, i remember because i was exhausted the whole time and yeah you yeah. exhausted then we're both exhausted <laughs> now <laughs> oh geez yeah i still have the bruise i still have i still have three scratch mark it looks like i got clawed by like some giant animal down the back of my arm um just because that's where the wrinkles of the the blood pressure thing went Mm -hmm. and then i still have like the big line down the front and then my uh, the crook of my elbow is green from the actual needle but um yeah no i'm super fine with needles i have no issue with them um lucky (laughs) i i don't know if that's lucky i'm just kind of used to them um i used to get my blood drawn pretty much biannually uh when i was little because i've always been underweight just like that's just my body weight it just sits naturally underweight i've always like eaten plenty um but i've always been underweight and because of that i had like monitoring um and i have two i have an aunt and an uncle that are both type 1 diabetic um Mm -hmm. and so they were like monitoring me for that because I have the the fast metabolism. I burn through stuff really quickly. Um, And at the time I was doing a lot of sports. So I was drinking a lot of liquids and that's one of the the symptoms that they look for is how much liquid you ingest. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they were just obviously monitoring me very carefully throughout my childhood. I still get my blood taken um, every now and again for it. But because of that, I kind of got used to having my blood drawn. Um, And then I also had all of my shots twice because when I emigrated from the UK to Canada um I missed a few shots because of the year that I happened to emigrate so then by the time I got into high school they were like hey you should have shots but you haven't so we're gonna give you the whole um 
And on top of that, we're also going to give you other shots because you've had European shots, but there are different shots that you need to have in North America for different conditions. So it's like, uh, I think there's like a, a rabies preventative shot or something that you get out here in North America. I'm not sure. But like rabies isn't a thing in mm, in yeah. Europe. It didn't exist in Britain at all until only a couple of years ago when there was a case in Scotland. Um, and uh, and so I never had any of those. But those that's a shot that you get when you're very very young here in North America. You have it like at like four or something. Um, and uh, yeah, so I had to have mm. that as a teenager, mm. um, along with all of the other shots that you get. And girls get more shots anyways. Girls get an extra shot. So yeah. I just, yeah. Eh, and then no I've fun. had two no IVs as well, so I guess that kind of gets you used to it. I guess the one thing I can say is that at least this time, I wasn't as big of a big bubble-blowing baby as I was the prior time. I didn't ask for a lollipop. Oh, no, you're, you're, a lollipop is valid, okay? That's valid. I, I mean- I still ask for a sticker when I go to the dentist, okay? So we're all good. <laughs> I mean, I probably should have, considering- that you know, I had to go through all that nonsense. Although I will say, I am, <laughs> I am still that person. Whenever I go to the dentist, whenever they give you that, like stuff to gargle or whatever, I always go with the bubblegum flavor because I'm still a kid. Really, I can't do like the the fluoride tray or whatever it is. The like the teeth cleaning whitening stuff mm-hmm. that they put in like the trays and then they set the tray in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um. That stuff is so sweet that even the mint flavor is too sweet for me. <laughs> so I'm like sitting there and I'm trying not to gag the whole time because I can't tolerate sweet stuff. And yeah, that that fluoride tray is like, and the um, when they use the floss and they have flavored floss as well. And then they also have, in my dentist, they have flavored um, uh, like the polish, but the polish isn't, it's not like regular toothpaste. It's like grainy. So it really like polishes your teeth. Mm-hmm. Um and that stuff, they always ask what flavor I want. And one time I tried orange because I was thinking maybe it's not going to be as sweet if it's like natural orange. It's not. It was like ridiculously sweet. <laughs> so yeah, I go with mint everything. And even then I'm struggling. I'm like, why can't you give me like coffee flavor or something? Like I need something <laughs> that's not sweet. Um, lemon, give me sour. Like I'm good with sour. Um because yeah, I can't I can't do sweet stuff. Yeah, which it's funny because we were talking about before the podcast how you and I are not alike, mm-hmm. and yet I think we just proved that is one thing we do have in common. Of mm-hmm. like, we do not like sweet things at all. Yeah, yeah, it's funny though. Um, in Europe, desserts tend to be more um, savory. We do obviously have sweet desserts, but even things like a Victoria sponge cake is much less sweet than a sponge cake in North America. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I grew up with things like um, rhubarb pie or apple pie, um, but they have very, very little sugar in them and um, are very, very sharp because we have cooking apples in Britain, which are like really big apples. They're like the size of a, a cantaloupe, I guess. Damn! Yeah, big apples. Uh, I had one of the trees in in my garden, actually. It was my climbing tree when I was little. Um, And they're very, very, very sharp. Um, I guess the kind of equivalent would be sort of like a crab apple. Um, So like really, really sharp. Like you don't eat, you couldn't just take a bite out of one. uh, Because, and that's why they're called cooking apples, because you only use them in cooking. 
Um, and then you like sweeten them with brown sugar, but you don't put that much brown sugar in. And so when you take a bite out of it, it's really, really like bitter and sharp. Uh, and that's what makes it tasty. <laughs> um, and then you come over here and the apple pie, the apples are sweeter anyway, because they don't have cooking apples. Um, and then for like rhubarb, it's always like rhubarb and strawberry as opposed to just just rhubarb. Mm-hmm. And so the strawberry sweetens the rhubarb. So I, I find that desserts in general over here are sweeter. And even like coffee cakes, you normally pair like a coffee with a cinnamon here as opposed to just having coffee cake, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I find that maybe it's just that my palate is different because I grew up in a place that doesn't tend to have as much sweet stuff in pudding form. Although obviously now Britain has been heavily influenced by American sweet treats. Um, and now if you go to a bakery, I'm sure you'd find very sweet things. But like gingerbread men, they're not sweet. The only things on them that are really sweet are like the buttons, the chocolate buttons that you put on the gingerbread men. Hmm. But the actual gingerbread isn't very sweet at all. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. It's just different. Yeah. And that's what why I'm like really interested when I go to Japan, because I've heard that they're sweet stuff is very similar to European sweet stuff in the sense that it is much more of the natural flavor and Mm. not like put a load of sugar in. So I'm interested to see what their desserts are because they always, their desserts in anime and in their like dramas and stuff uh, look so sweet, but apparently they don't actually taste that sweet and I'm interested to try them. Ooh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I expect all of this to be in the vlogs. That way I can salivate over them before everyone else. (laughs) <laughs> I uh, am still planning on vlogging while I'm out there. So, and I'm still planning on going, fingers crossed. You I'm know? the one who so. gets to weed through all the footage, yata. Yata, yeah. You get to see me being a complete idiot and just being like, hey, Brad, edit this out. Hey, Brad, get rid of this. I'm being real cringe. But, um, and, but you should know me better than this. Don't I know, tell you're me not going to edit it out. <laughs> you wouldn't edit it out. You just make me embarrassed i don't know Ma- everyone maybe. else would find it funny but i'd just be cringing in the corner <laughs> uh, you give me too much power over everything yeah but it's it's better that way <laughs> i'm too much of a perfectionist i think well i am too like i almost wanted to snap my ipad over trying to redo your prickles emote <laughs> Because oh, I'm working I on do- the redesign, but trying to blow it up properly and like kind of like shade it so that way it'll actually pop more means that for some reason it's not texturing the way I want it and it's not like pixelating the way I want it. So I was going to send it to you earlier, but the second that I pulled it up and hit send, I saw how you were going to see it. I was like, nah, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> I was like, that's got to go. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Um but yeah, okay, so what have we got for news this week? Uh, jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> it's it's not really been a newsworthy week, and I mean, we're recording two days later than what we normally do. Yeah. And there's still, like, there's not a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, I can't say that I've seen anything on Instagram or Twitter, and I normally, am, like, see some news there. Yeah, I've got... I've got three things. So, one, Fire Force Season 2 has been confirmed for the summer. Hmm, okay. So, I know Fire Force was absolutely huge whenever it dropped. Like, it was the next big thing while it was going on. A lot of people Mm -hmm. have loved it. I haven't had time to sit down and watch it yet. Which, I mean, that seems to be a common occurrence for me right now. Because I waited until the last two days to binge watch all 26 episodes of this show. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was... 
it was rough on my end, for sure. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I understand what you mean, though. I have a list a mile long, and I recently just had a conversation with a couple friends, and uh, we got talking anime, and now I've got, like, ten more things added to my to-watch list. And I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> well, it's funny, because I, like, started, like, two other things this week and mm-hmm. got through them. But it's funny because I started and got through them before I even started this one. But also, they weren't even on my list. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, have, you I, seen oh the, have you seen the senpai of the pool meme that goes no. around? It's like no, where I have. the silver-haired girl is like sticking her head out of the pool. And the dude's like, senpai of the pool, give me your wisdom. It's that meme. <laughs> so, I started that one. And it's very similar to like, are you lost? But this chick does magic. It's called magical senpai. <laughs> Oh, okay. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> and it was odd. <laughs> like it wasn't bad by any means, but it, like it just... I, I couldn't get into it. But for some reason, I was still drawn to it. Like I had to finish it because it was only twelve minute episodes. Like how can you not finish that? Oh yeah, I totally understand the amount of restraint it took for me to not watch the second season of Big Wind Up. Though, um, it was impressive i will tell you that the reason why i didn't is because i didn't want to like blend stuff together but once i started this one again i was just like mm, i gotta watch season two now even though i've already seen it but i'm gonna watch it again um so why not for your next episode why don't you just make us watch season two <laughs> just watch season two i might do that you know because i well depending on your rating if you hate it then maybe i won't force you to sit down and watch it but oh, um so funny story <laughs> so i have been teasing blue over this ever since i started so bad because like i'm trying to redeem sports (laughs) animes here and and he's just being like "Mm." yeah so i started it and um yeah and i'm just like that doesn't give me any information do you like it do you not are you gonna hate me like what's going on it's it's sports anime you're never gonna watch another sports anime again what's going on and he's just like "Mm mm-hmm yeah and i'm just (laughs) Like, immediately change the subject. But here's the thing. I haven't mentioned the first word about the show, okay? All I've said was, so whenever we sit down to record the podcast, we need to talk. Oh God, it's... <laughs> and that's just, like, immediately, I'm just like, he hates it. He hates it. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't said the first word about I the know. anime. I was just but saying, we need to talk. Words, because we it need is, to talk, and like, just bad shit just comes up in your head, and it's just like, oh my god, he hates it. I'm g- all sports anime fans are gonna hate me. They're gonna hold me against the wall, and they're gonna pay me. They're like, why didn't you choose Slam Dunk? Why didn't you choose Haikyuu? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I was trying to do something that was a little bit more unique. And then they're gonna hate me. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Like... <laughs> Like, I I don't know. I guess I'm the girlfriend of this partnership because I like to use that just because I know (laughs) that it's just going to make you go like, oh, God. Oh, no. Why? uh, You torture me, mate. You torture me. But yeah. So before we get into it, let's get into the next piece of news. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Bunny trails. (laughs) So the Demon Slayer manga has officially ended and a short spinoff series has been planned. Ooh, okay. So I'm intrigued because Demon Slayer is great. I've really enjoyed it. It's hilarious at parts. It's animation. Oh, like with the like sword skills and everything. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Just top notch. <clears throat> so I don't know. I really enjoy it. So I'm interested to see like what the spinoff is going to be about, what they're even planning on doing mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll definitely see. 
That's exciting. And then Studio Bones has confirmed that season five of My Hero Academia has started production. Okay. So even amidst all the shit that's going on in the world and in Japan, they're like, okay, let's get started. (laughs) And they even showed off a picture of like what their studio looks like, like to prepare it for like social distancing and to meet within guidelines. And it's very barren, but it's kind of cool to see like what the whole studio setup look like. Nice. So that was awesome to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then finally, as far as like actual anime new goes. So, Japan has lifted its state of emergency in Osaka, Kyoto, Hyogo prefectures, while Tokyo, Kanagawa, Chiba, Saitama, and Hokkaido are still remaining in there. However, that's at least a really good sign. Yeah. That three of them have lifted the state of emergency. Yeah, there's some big cities in those prefectures as well, so that's good. Hopefully then they'll get to the other big cities following. Hopefully so. Mm -hmm. And then... So here's the news that you've been waiting for that I've been torturing you with. Are you ready? Oh god. Yeah. My hands are like sweaty. Like this is <laughs> like this is intense. Like I'm actually kind of like, oh my god. So a new anime has tied for my number one spot. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not big wind up. Okay. <laughs> so my Hero Academia has tied with your line April for my favorite anime of all time. Really? Okay, that's super interesting. I finally sat down and finished season four because I got Walker started on it and he binged two and a half seasons, about 50 episodes in a week. And I was like, I cannot let him <laughs> catch up to me. I got him started on this show. It is mine to finish it. And I was only eight episodes behind. Mm-hmm. And this is another one of those rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai moments of I kicked myself in the dick over not finishing it (laughs) because I stopped like right before the full festival arc. And my God, it was like I cried. Oh, it was amazing. Actually, I cried twice because it like I I have no (laughs) words over the emotions that it made me feel like I. You need to watch season four. That's all I can say. Okay. Well, I'll I'll add it to my to watch list. Um, <laughs> that's that's meaningless these days, isn't it? Like it doesn't doesn't mean anything. I'll add it to my to watch list. Okay. I'm just gonna yeah. pick a season of My Hero Academia for my next four episodes of the podcast. That <laughs> yeah. way, there's no more excuses. <laughs> there's no more excuses. <laughs> but no, like it. <sighs> Like it just finally threw it over the edge because I have, and now granted, I've been rewatching it with Walker too while I've been over there, so I've gotten mm-hmm. to re-experience a lot of the stuff of the show that I like haven't seen in two or three years, or even season one for about mm-hmm. four years, and mm-hmm. I've realized a few things. Season one, I don't like nearly as much as I originally did because I watched right. it back whenever I was first getting back into anime, and I don't know how much you remember of season one. But Deku is a whiny little bitch. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. granted, I'd, I've thought about it and I've given it a pass. Because if I were in his situation, so my hero background, the main character is quirkless. In the My Hero universe, 80% of the population has a quirk or a superpower. The main character starts out quirkless. 
And yet he ends up attaining a quirk and is able to start fulfilling his dream of being a hero in training. And so that is his lifelong dream. So I get it that you can be a little cry, but that much? (laughs) Like, oh, it's so bad. But it... it, (laughs) Go ahead. I was just thinking that I I, um, can't actually remember much about the first season um, other than him training at the beach. And, like, the beach training was probably, like, one of my favorite sets. That and the first Nomu fight with All Might. That was Mm. legit. Because that was also Mm -hmm. the first time the show made you think, like, okay, yeah, there can be a little bit of danger here. It's all coming back to me now. Like, sitting here and talking about it. Like, you know when, like, I have a, I fully have a brain that just has, like, like, um, what are those giant metal things that you put files in? A filing cabinet? That's the thing, a cabinet. That's the word that I was looking for. My brain, my brain is filled with filing cabinets. Um, and inside those filing cabinets, shock horror, are files. And uh, I am, like, I have a, like, probably, I don't know, like a hundred different filing cabinets for anime. And I'm like, I know the labels of them, you know? But, like, the information that's inside those folders do not retain until... Take out the folder, open up the folder, and start looking through it, and then it comes back to me. Like, I, people ask me all the time, oh, what's your favorite thing about this anime? Why do you love this anime? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I know I enjoyed it. I don't remember a thing about it. And, like, genuinely. So, like, yeah, so that was one of those instances where I was like, all my, okay, uh, my Hero Academia folder, okay, find it, take it out, uh, what's in there? Um, a beach scene, um, uh, 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 and now I'm just like now everything is like flooding back to me. So yeah, I think I, I think I've read my folder again now. I, I just imagine like Chibi Me walking through your brain down the miles of filing cabinets and just start ripping shit out. Oh my god! Oh, you're, you'd ruin my organization. Nah, fam, it'll be fine. I like I I was looking for a very specific piece of information, and it's not my fault. It's, that it's alphabetical. You can find it. Dewey Decimal System. What? What? Where's that? Where's that? Look, okay, my brain no work. Me normal big brain. But today, this week, me small brain. Me no work proper. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Babysit Brad with blue. Uh. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I... So... But yeah, it's given me a new appreciation, like basically watching it all over again. And then tomorrow we're going to watch the first film because they need to make the second film available. Damn it. <laughs> but that's that's a different story. I can I can worry about that later. But so, yeah, I'm I'm excited for season five because mm-hmm. whenever you sit down and watch it at the end of episode 88, there is an end credit scene. And that end credit scene is what got me beyond excited. For season five. Like, it's a development to where I was just like, oh my god. Sneaky sneak peek. Sneak. Yes. Yes. But, yeah, so I I had to share that news because I figured you, of all people, would assume that there would be nothing that could top your line April in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually uh, really interested about that because I find that longer running animes tend to not rank as high in people's anime lists as shorter animes. 
uh, mm-hmm. in general. Because I think it's just that shorter animes kind of, they tend to leave you wanting more. Mm. And that feeling is a good feeling when it comes to it. Obviously, you want to be satisfied with an ending. Uh, but like, you also don't want the entire world over-explained. And I feel like that's a, a big thing as to why a lot of the really long-running animes don't rank as well. And then you end up with um, people like shortening them and then watching the, the shortened versions. Mm. Um, like Dragon Ball Z versus Dragon Ball Z Kai. Abridged. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Um, and, and I feel like, um, that's different animes. I know, like, Naruto is, like, super popular to a lot of people because of the, the childhood nostalgia aspect, but they can't rank it highly despite the fact that they really enjoyed it as a kid because of all of the filler. Um, and it's like, well, if they did Mm -hmm. an abridged version, then how high would it rank in comparison to where mm-hmm. it ranks currently you know yeah but this was this was definitely one of those situations it just got better. of like every season they've mm-hmm. stepped up their game even more like the level of mm-hmm. danger that they've added whenever they introduce certain characters mm-hmm. in season two and then season three that i know you and i have seen you have those two mm-hmm. massive fight scenes and that are just mind-boggling especially one of them that you like never mm-hmm. really expected to happen and then season four like they introduced a new character and like it's given you every reason to want to care and protect this character like more than anything else on the planet like it's such an amazing character and the way that they like did it and just everything <laughs> try to like, explain it without spoiling anything it, i have <laughs> the way that they did it just yeah, like everything I, about I, it it just like it. i <laughs> I'm trying so hard, but it's like any any way I try to explain mm-hmm. it, it's going to spoil it. Because the part that made me cry is like whenever it happened, like I've never felt so much joy in my life. Like th- that was not a sad cry count by any means. It's probably the most joyous cry count I've ever gotten out of anything. Because this character was absolutely tortured throughout the first part of the season so to see like the progression of them throughout it like it just it melted my ice cold stone cold heart whatever that whatever that husk that was in there it melted it it was it was glorious it was lovely but yeah i had to i had to share that news because i figured you would be mm-hmm, yeah, excited to yeah. hear that interesting very interesting but yeah so that's that's news i, I went that's off on a news. 10 minute tangent well, I, I don't think people come here to listen to us being concise. No, no, I, I don't think that's what people <laughs> come here to listen to. If that's what you do come here for, I'm not sorry. Yeah. Oh, so speaking of not being sorry, I have one more story to tell from this week. Oh, okay. So yesterday I was at work. And so we get giant stock pallets and one of them is sundry. So it's like painters, rags, brushes, rollers, all that mm-hmm. other shit. Yeah. Well, I needed five boxes of rags. <laughs> and so they're stacked in the middle of the pallet, but they're all stacked on top of one another and on the outside. So I literally cut out just the spot that I need out of the plastic to get my five boxes of rags. So everything else is still perfectly balanced. <laughs> and then I walk up front and I tell my manager, I was like, look, okay, whoever opens that sundry pallet, I'm not sorry. And then I walk away and like, he just kind of looking at me funny. And then no sooner, 30 minutes later, 
from the back, all I hear is, ah! <laughs> and I walk back, and there was a package of sample courts spilt everywhere. Oh! <laughs> and, like, all you heard was just, doof, 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 doof. Because <laughs> it just collapsed. Oh, jeez. What did, did you do? <laughs> all I did was just <laughs> look at the manager, and I was just like, I told you. I'm not sorry. And then I just walk back up front. <laughs> oh, boy. You're going to get yourself in trouble one of these days. No, like, I I don't want to sound, like, egotistical or anything, but I feel like me coming to that store, I've brought, like, a different kind of light and humor to it. Because mm-hmm. everyone's definitely glad for me to be there because I know what That's I'm good. doing. Like, I'm able to pull a lot of workload and the manager even told me he's like look he's like you do the work of about 10 people so i appreciate the hell out of you oh that's sweet but still so me doing me doing funny little pranks isn't gonna isn't gonna hurt anybody Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah health and safety might have a different vibe on that then mister look okay it's like that disney song you know come with me and you'll see a world of osha violations you know it's like that that's not a disney song that's close enough it's charlie and the chocolate factory close enough well originally willy wonka and the chocolate factory that was gene wilder my dude gene wilder that was gene wilder is also part of a film where my nickname came with but that's way off topic wait what film don't worry about it don't 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 worry about it. We we don't need to talk about that film. Uh, okay. Uh, Young Frankenstein is one of my favorite films of all time that he was in. I've never seen it. Oh, it's fantastic. You have to watch it. It's hilarious. It's a Frankenstein parody um, in black and white with Gene Wilder um, as Dr. Frankenstein. Um, and it's the jokes in it are sexual and adult, but they're hilarious. It's on TV every Halloween. Um, highly recommend giving that a watch. It, oh my god, it's freaking funny. Like, it's, it's funny, my dude, even these many years later. It's that's, funny. That's one of the things I've heard, like, uh, and from what I've seen, too, like, Gene Wilder was just magic with a lot of the things that he touched. The whole cast, the whole cast of that film has me piercing laughing. Like, uh, Igor, or Igor, he's hilarious, he's the assistant. Um, the actual Frankenstein, like the monster, freaking funny. Um, this, it, the whole, genuinely, it's a, it's a masterpiece of a film. Uh, don't get put off by the fact that it's in black and white. The black and white makes it better. Um, like, the, my whole family quotes that film all the time. Like, whenever we say, um, where is something? It's like, where castle? Where wolf? Where home? home it's like honestly freaking funny okay but dude that film is legit <laughs> like it makes me so happy anyways that's another tangent for another day yes this has been nothing but tangents <laughs> nothing but tangents let's actually get into the meat and bones delicious Look, okay i like meat and taters that's how i got to be such a big human being that i a, am <laughs> a big human being um I like meat and taters. <laughs> I like meat and taters. Look, okay, this is what moving back home has done to me. It's made the country accent start to want to slip out um, again, and it doesn't. I'm it from doesn't the country in in America, and I'm sweet tri- tea, Dale Earnhardt, like George Bush. Yeehaw! <laughs> I, I I 
I'm from the bayou. <laughs> okay, I like finding that, me some gators, and um, I'm gonna hunt too me far some west, gators. Too far west. <laughs> and um, come back, come back, come back to the land I, of sweet tea I, and honey. I don't come know back. geography. I never studied America. <laughs> Look, here we speak American. We don't speak good English. We speak American. I speak the Queen's English, thank you very much. <laughs> sometimes, depending on the mood you're in. Sometimes, sometimes I speak like I'm from somewhere down somewhere. <laughs> you know, it's okay for me to make fun of me, but then you're making fun of me and it hurts. <laughs> Hey, you attempted Canadian the other day and ended up somewhere in India, so. <laughs> you right. You right. Look, okay. I... If you're going to go Canadian, then you got to go sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, bud. I'm sorry, bud. Like, I'm just going to go out to Timmy's, you know? <laughs> Did you want anything? Did you want anything from Timmy's? French fries and gravy, bud. French fr That's a poutine, my dude. A what? A poutine. What? You take some fries, you put some gravy on it, put some cheese on top of it. Oh, it's real good. Okay, so what kind of gravy do y'all have in Canada? What do you mean? Like, here in America, we have, at bare minimum, four different kinds of gravy. Right. <laughs> so I'm okay. curious. Well, well, you got, like, beef gravy and then poultry gravy. Uh -huh. And then you'll have, like, a, a peppercorn gravy. I guess, is that a gravy or a sauce? I don't know. Are you talking about the white gravy that you put on biscuits? No. Huh? <laughs> no, I was talking about, like, what you put on pork. What? Peppercorn sauce. No. <laughs> we we have red-eye gravy that we put on our breakfast ham. What? You put gravy on breakfast? So, it's, okay, so red-eye gravy <laughs> is coffee that is cooked in a salt-cured ham. <laughs> what? Look, I'm not a fan, but this is a thing, okay? Oh, jeez. And we got off on a whole other tangent, guys. <laughs> I just said meat and bones, and here we are. <laughs> Look, okay, I was curious, because one of our part-timers is from Michigan, right. so we're all the time giving him crap about hopping over the border to go get, you know, fries and Poochie. gravy. <clears throat> But then I was like, you know, I'm I'm like <laughs> genuinely curious on what kind of gravy y'all have across the border, or if it's all just maple syrup. Oh, maple syrup counts as gravy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it counts as water. It counts as blood. It counts mm -hmm. as gravy. Yeah. Um, no, we definitely have different types of gravy for different types of like meats and stuff. Huh? I'm intrigued. I have yeah. learned something yeah. today. Poutine, I think, is normally beef gravy. Uh, although, like certain fast food chains do chicken gravy. Um, but there's like vegetarian gravy as well, like just like vegetable stock that's turned into a gravy. I am unfamiliar. Uh, yeah, I am familiar because I don't eat meat, so. Beef. Beef. <laughs> Beef. <laughs> I make that joke all the time. Have I ever shown you that reference? <laughs> no, but I'm just imagining it. I'm just imagining Natsuki, who's a Japanese dude on a channel called Abroad in Japan on YouTube. Just so, saying, beef. Here's what you should imagine, even though I'll send you the link so you can watch it after we're done recording this. But just imagine a tiny, chibi, blonde-headed girl with, like, a very, like, 
like super animated fist. Probably <laughs> going, and then all you hear is her partner, who's a slightly taller, purple headed girl, just going in a real manly voice, beef. Beef. <laughs> beef. <laughs> um, I uh, uh, <laughs> forgot what I was just going to say. <laughs> what the heck? Oh, this this is a podcast for the history books. Yeah. I'm so pleased. What the heck? My brain just, like, died. Okay. Well, I guess we'll get into the background of... <laughs> I was about to say, it's not unusual. It's not unusual to be with anyone. Ah, where's uh Carlton when we need him? I was thinking of Mars Attacks, but that's another old film. Uh, you see, I'm surprised that you don't immediately go to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Did you ever watch The Fresh Prince? Nope, never seen it. Okay, podcast canceled. I'm going home, even though I am home. This is immediately canceled. Just <laughs> uh, just for clarification, your girl's not American. I know, but it's Will Smith. I figured everyone. <laughs> no, no. It's, I don't know. I, I don't... I don't know a single British person that has seen The Fresh Prince of Bella. Huh. Uncultured. <laughs> Uncultured. Not our culture, my dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are people in Britain that have watched it, but like, I mean, yeah, like, no. <laughs> Haven't seen it. Well, you... Uh, well. Can, can we cover The Fresh Prince as a podcast episode? <laughs> no, Fresh Prince of Bella does not count as anime, just saying. Question. No. Question. No. Question. <laughs> no. Question. Fine, what? Does the new Scooby-Doo film count as anime? No. No, suck it back in. I want to hear that question. What? Anyway, let's get into the background of Big Wind-Up because we've been talking for forever and we don't have anything yet. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm doing an impression of the main character of this anime. <laughs> <gasps> Actually, yeah, that's really true. <laughs> but still. I wasn't sure if that was a sharp intake of breath because you're already assuming what I think about the anime. <laughs> oh, I'm so nervous. Okay, can we get into it? Because I want to know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the show was originally a manga written by Asa Higuchi. It was published by Kodansha, and it is still running from 2003 until present, which uh -huh. is honestly shocking, considering it's got 32 volumes out, and all they have available are, what is it, 50 episodes or 40 episodes? Two seasons, yeah. Yeah, but the first one is two core, and I think the second season is only one core. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's 40 episodes and then an OVA. Like, it's a really odd episode amount number. Mm-hmm. There was quite a big diff time difference but time distance between the first season and the second season though right i think the first thing came out in like 2007 the second season came out well, a while later the original run ran from april 2007 until june of 2010 which mm. let's be honest here that is a really long run time for 26 episodes like did they just do an episode a month hmm. like i need to know oh, these that things mm. yeah i don't know i'm curious but yeah, so on the note of the anime, the anime was directed by Sutomu 
Mitsushima. I think that's right. Was, sure. was written by Kosuke Kuroda and music by Shiro Hamaguchi. The studio that mm. produced it was A1 Pictures. At this point, we've talked about A1 Pictures. Persona, Black Butler, Fairy Tale, you know, all that fun stuff. Big names. And the director, Mizushima, has worked on not a lot of the like hasn't worked on anything really big at all and this this is gonna sound really bad but the only one off of this list that i've seen and i am not proud of it i am ashamed to say that i've watched even one episode of this anime let alone three but to be fair it was a dare (laughs) prison school oh okay yeah we we don't talk about prison school but then (laughs) But then there's one other one on this that struck me because I think I've seen it on Netflix and it humors me just because the like pictures of it is great. Girls und Panzer. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that like the little screenshots it shows of the preview on Netflix of girls riding in a giant tank. Not only that, but schoolgirls at that humors me to no end. But yeah, that's funny. Sorry, I got I just like zoned out for a second there. I'm all good. I'm back with you. I promise. Uh, are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I I see. I'm 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 not important. I'll just I'll just you are uh, important. I, just, I was just I looking just, at background information and I'm just then, I'm just gonna go back into my hole. I'm so I nearly fell asleep on stream today. Like legit, I was so tired. Like I actually nearly just crashed during stream. Not a good thing. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry but, that I missed the vast majority of it. I was too busy animating <laughs> while you were streaming. I I feel bad. At least I popped in to say hello. I, I'm at least that nice of a moderator, even though <laughs> I'm failing at my job. Okay, I haven't sent anyone to the cactus corner in like months. <laughs> We haven't actually had that many trolls recently. We really haven't. Like, it's been it's been nice. I'll say that for the least. Mm. But also, I think Prickles is getting lonely. Yeah, Prickles needs feeding. Maybe it's just because Prickles hasn't been updated. Mm. I'll blame it on me. It's my fault. Blame Brad. It's always my fault. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, is that all the background? That's all the background that I have. <laughs> Okay, so then I guess we will just uh, jump into a quick overview of the anime and then our uh, summary, uh, a personal summarization of like how we felt about the anime. Uh, and then I'll pop up that spoiler warning and then we'll get into properly dissecting this thing. It's a lot of episodes and we've already rambled for quite a bit. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is a 26 anime, uh, episode anime, although the 26th episode is a special, um, so the anime technically ends after 25 episodes. Um, it is based around, um, a young lad, um, named, uh, Mihashi, and he wants to, he loves baseball. He is a pitcher, he, uh, loves to pitch and he loves baseball um and at his middle school he was the uh pitcher on the team um it was like a sports middle school it was connected with a high school as well um and they were expected to rank pretty high but they ended up losing every single game and everyone said that the reason why they lost was because of him um his granddad actually was on the board of directors or like owned the school or something so his granddad had a certain level of like pull over the school and because of that the coach 
put him as the um, lead pitcher of the team. Um, and yeah, the ace of the team. Um, and uh, he, uh, his, all of his teammates ended up hating him because they said that he was a really bad pitcher. Um, and uh, then they bullied him. Um, and so he ended up transferring schools, um, during the, yeah, he, well, not transferring schools, but going to a different high school instead of the connected high school. Um, and then when he's there, he finds, um, he goes out to the, the baseball field and he sees a group, a ragtag group of teens. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm a Netflix description, description. <laughs> um, <laughs> There was a ragtag group of teens that were first years in high school. Um, and it was the first year that the baseball team went from, um, like a softball baseball club. So it was like not like actually using real baseballs to, um, uh, the actual competitive baseball team. Um, so all of the players were first years. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just about them becoming a team. It's about him and his, uh, experience with bullying and lack of confidence. Um, it's a, I think the entire season only actually covers two baseball games. Um, that last but, baseball game, my God, it took up 10 episodes, if I'm not uh, mistaken. But this is the thing like, there's an entire season of Haikyuu that's one game, if I remember correctly. Um, so, sports animes tend to do that, they will stretch out games. Um, for a very long period of time. And this is one that does that same thing. Um, but it's, uh, I don't know, the animation style is very unique. Um, the uh, humor is throughout and consistent, especially physical comedy. There's lots of physical comedy throughout this anime. Um, and yeah, it was made in 2007. So it isn't as like... Um, high tech as you see animes looking today they're a lot more smooth you see it especially in like panning shots um so yeah if you're into like the more modern animes um this one isn't visually as modern uh but i think that the physical comedy and the art style makes up for that in my personal opinion uh, but yeah it's a it's a baseball anime about japanese baseball about some kids on a high school team um, and about bullying and uh, overcoming struggles and um, other characters as well. Um, and yeah, so that's the kind of overview of it. So what did you think, Brad? Um, so listen. Oh, come on. Come on. Don't torture me anymore. I can't do this. You can wait till the end of the episode. Whatever we give grades... I will shoot you <laughs> with Man. a pea shooter. I was going to say, that's not the first time I've I've been threatened today by one of my really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drag this out. But initial thoughts before we actually get in depth with it. So okay. the art style is definitely different than a lot of things that I'm used to, especially mm -hmm. with a lot of the shows that I absolutely love and adore and films as well. Now, the art style kind of reminded me a little bit of A Silent Voice with its simplicity and A Silent Voice is a really new film. So the simplicity mm -hmm. of it was fine. It didn't bother me. It's very unique, especially the animating of the main character and his mother, too. Yeah. Like, they are yeah. definitely mother and child. Yeah. <laughs> but the game, or not the game, the anime has a really good way of, like, making the games and the moments in the game 
feel very important. And they really focus on the psychology of baseball and everything. Mm -hmm. Like I was relatively impressed by the amount of work that they went into with studying baseball. Although the way that they did some things was very like different compared to American baseball. Right. Like the like greeting the catcher and umpire and the pitcher whenever they walk into the bat that's words batter's box. Mm-hmm. That was definitely different than anything they're used to seeing here. But also the pitch count really threw me off. Right. Because in American baseball, it goes balls and then strikes. Whereas this one, it's flop. So whenever they're talking right. about the counts and there's two strikes and no balls, they're talking about a two oh count. And I like there are some times where I'd be like half paying attention or dozing off because I finish this anime at like 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so there are times where they're talking about the count. My sleepy brain was just like, what? that they're talking about strikes, but 2-0 is balls. This is a good thing for the batter. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, that's very interesting to me because as someone like I, I'm very unfamiliar with American sports. I think I've been pretty, I'm pretty open about that. Um, yeah, American football, baseball, and basketball, I haven't had any experience watching actual games of. Um, whereas, uh, like, if I'm watching an anime on um, football, soccer, or, like, volleyball, or swimming, or diving, or anything, like, I, I have experience, you know, watching those. Like, I, I know about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my head, I'm just watching this and I'm like, yeah, makes sense. Like, I'm following along. Um, but that's very interesting that there are differences uh, between them. And I wonder why the the um, balls and strikes are reversed. Look, okay, at, at this point, I think it's just the way the Japanese are. I mean, they read their books right to left. So everything's just reversed. Yeah. They walk backwards. They eat their dessert first. I mean, if you watch enough anime, you realize that they all eat dessert first, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Or they don't even eat dinner. They just eat dessert and are just done. (laughs) They just eat dessert. That's just it. Um, But So, from what I can tell, you didn't hate it? That's to be discussed later. Oh, gosh. Now, I, I will say that it was better than... Dive that I gave a point seven five. It is oh, definitely God. better than that. I'll, well, I'll give it that. Now I'm just like, well, okay. So what? You're gonna rate it like two? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we'll, oh. we'll we'll get into it at the end. Don't don't be discouraged. You I might discouraged. You just... might be surprised by the grade I give it. Although, like, we'll talk about it whenever it happens because this show like got my blood boiling With- at one point. Like, I thought they were going to go for a cop-out at around, I think it's episode 20. I think you know the uh, point that I'm talking about. Let me go to my episode 20 notes. <laughs> With the seventh inning. Oh, yeah. If they had done that, and we'll get to it whenever it gets there, I would have turned it off. I would not have finished it. And I would have told you we're covering something else. <laughs> Because it, like, my blood started to boil because I've seen enough anime to know that they would have pulled some shit like that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so, had it happened, I would have been, I would have been very, very angry. <laughs> and either that, or we would have recorded this, and 
all you would see, all you would hear is me just like heavily sighing <laughs> throughout oh. the whole thing. <laughs> but anyways, let's put up the official spoiler warning. If you do not want to know what happens in this anime, uh, then stop listening right now. Go watch it. Come back. Listen. Post play again. Um, this. Oh, um, where did you watch this anime? On what platform? I watched it on Hulu. Okay. It is available subbed. There is no dub no. to this, to my knowledge. No. And although I wish it had been, because I feel like with me being me and this being very relatable to something that I've done, I, I would have preferred a mm-hmm. dub just so I could almost experience it the way that I would have. I felt like I would have related to it mm-hmm. more than I did, but I related to it a lot because baseball was one of my favorite sports mm-hmm. that I ever played. Cool. So it was cool to actually sit down and relive this and almost like in a sense, like relive what it was like to be on a team yeah, and playing. I never pitched, so I couldn't necessarily relate to the main character for that. But it just kind of like it brought a new light to like the relationship that certain players have with one another and everything. Um, Okay, question. Are pitches Mm -hmm. as fragile as they always make fun of in this (laughs) anime? Well, okay, so pitchers are different because I will say they probably have one of the most important jobs on the baseball Mm -hmm. field. And what they do, like, it's very dangerous as well because especially, like, getting into, like, the major leagues where you have pitchers who can throw over 100 miles an hour. Yeah. If you see, this is why I wanted you to watch the first episode of Major because my dude, the first episode of Major, I'm not kidding. You need to watch it because it's baseball and it's exactly what you're going to talk about right now. Yeah. So if he, like, if you hit somebody with that, my goodness. Yeah. Like, I've seen faces shattered because of, like, pitches that were accidentally thrown wild. Well, it's not just um, pitches that are thrown wild. It's also um, uh, batters hitting the the ball directly back at the pitcher by mistake, mm-hmm. like and and it like a pitcher not being able to get out of the way in time. So yeah. like there's because they're on the mound right in the center, directly in front of them. Like it's it's a target right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Because it's very interesting. Because in cricket, obviously, you bowl. You don't pitch. Mm-hmm. So you're throwing in a completely different manner. Yeah, cricket um, reminds me a lot of softball in a way. Like it reminds yeah. me a lot of fast pitch softball. Honestly, the way that they pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It is. It is similar. I would definitely. Yeah. Compare the two much more than baseball. Um, so because question. yeah, you are bowling. Is there a female softball anime i don't know because now that we've watched a baseball anime it's honestly piqued my interest because we've like covered sports animes having to deal with guys and everything else but i'm honestly curious to see how they would portray like a female softball team and like how like i'm honestly curious how they would treat it as well or just like a like female oriented sports anime in general it doesn't have to be softball, but I'm more familiar with softball due to my aunt being a softball player and coach. There are definitely female-centered sport animes. Um, maybe we'll watch one next uh, for my next pick um, because I'm I'm going to get you to like sports animes whether you like it or not, my dude. Um, <laughs> um, but I have to say that the vast majority of sports animes are f- centered around guys. And I mean that is like that's something that I figure a lot of 
uh, more a lot mainstream. of sport media is centered around guys, yeah. So. And not only that, but a lot of anime media as well. Like, unless it's going for a rom-com type scenario, like, most anime are centered around, like, a more strongly male cast. Mm, Which yeah, is odd, definitely. because, like, some of my favorite animes, like, have, like, very strong female cast, or if not even main characters at that point. Like, yeah, Violet Evergarden is perfection in an anime, so... Yeah, well, I'm just thinking, because, like, even things like the tennis animes that I've seen, which have a very high competitive female, like, league in, in real life, like, mm-hmm. the, the females are just, like, on the same level as the guys. Um, there's only, like, one that I can think of that has a predominant female character, uh, Baby Steps. And, yeah, it's called Baby Steps. And um, even then, she's not the main character. Oh, do they have an amateur wrestling anime? There is a wrestling I'm not talking anime. like WWE pro wrestling. I'm talking about more amateur wrestling because I'm curious how they would animate that. Like, that intrigues me. I will have to look that up for you. I'm going to I'm gonna write these down. I've got a sticky note right here. I'm going to write down uh, female team bracket softball and uh, what did you say? Wrestling. wrestling. So are you excited that I'm asking you? sports-centered anime questions yes i am because you obviously (laughs) didn't hate sports animes in general so that's a good thing (laughs) oh Um, you are in for a shock oh god oh god i'm gonna i'm gonna be so i don't uh, i don't know i really enjoy this anime so i've watched it twice and both times i've really enjoyed it but anyways spoiler warning fully up spoiler wall fully up if you do not want to watch this anime if you do not want to watch this anime, that's not what I wanted to say. <laughs> if you if you want to watch this anime and you don't want spoilers, stop listening. Um, yeah. Okay. So episode one, the true ace. Um, this is our grounding episode. This is where we are getting the background for everything. So we've got our main character Mihashi. Um, he is a pitcher and he's not very good, or at least we think he's not very good at this moment in time. Um, and he was treated like absolute crap in middle school because he isn't a strong picture pitcher. So basically he cannot pitch fastballs. Um, his, uh, his throws seem really soft. They seem, seem really weak. Um, and because of that, um, his catcher, um, ended up having, uh, like no trust in him, no faith in him and wasn't even giving him signs or anything. They lost every game that they ever played in. Um, and, uh, his whole team just turned against him and they were hating on him big time, um, really badly. Like he was fully ostracized. Um, they didn't hide it. Um, and yeah, big time bullying. Um, and then when he gets into high school, he just decides that he's going to like pop his head around. And like I mentioned before, this is a different high school. It's not the connected high school to the middle school. So he decides he's in a different prefecture. Like he moved, um, and uh, when he gets to high school, he decides he's going to pop his head around uh, to the diamond. Um, and that's when the coach spots him. And our coach is freaking awesome. Just going to put this out there. She's legit. Love her. Um, she's great. Um, and uh, so when we're introduced to her, we're introduced to a couple of guys on the team. And the, the guys have been there since summer. So they kind of like know each other already. They have a bit of a grounding. He's kind of the only new one. And... Um, he, uh, 
is really, really timid and they're all like, oh, we don't have a pitcher. Like, awesome. Like, you could be a pitcher for us. And she's like, you're you're on our team. Sucks to be you. You're on our team. Um, and he was like, I didn't even want to, like, get back into baseball. Like, I, I was just looking around here. And she was like, that's it. You're on our team. Um, and then one of the guys on the team is, like, um, uh, female coach. Like, why should we have a female coach? Like, girls don't know anything about baseball. And she just lobs the ball up in the air she's like batting it on the bat like she's just like hitting it and like balancing it on the bat like really skillfully and she lobs it up in the air and she just like whacks it and she's just like you still don't think that i should be a coach or whatever it's so freaking cool i like she's awesome um and uh and then he basically explains his background he explains that his granddad owned the school so they had to let him pitch um and then we are introduced to um the catcher and i uh, don't remember where i wrote his name uh abe okay and he um he's like okay just pitch me a few balls we'll see what you got um and mihashi's like you're gonna be disappointed you're gonna be upset like i don't want to do this and mihashi's the biggest wimp he is the biggest wimp um he is i mean he's obviously very traumatized by what happened in his middle school but not only that, he's just kind of got a bit of a wet blanket personality to begin with. Um, but one thing about him is that he refuses to get off the mound. He does not want to not pitch. So if he's going to play, he is going to play. Um, and uh, and so that's why his teammates hated him is because like no matter what happened, is he did not get off of that mound. He did not stop pitching. Um, even though they had a backup pitcher that they felt would have been a better pitcher and should have been the true ace on the team. Um, and, uh, so he has, she's like feeling real bad about himself and he's terrified. Um, and they're like, you have to pitch. Um, and so he goes to pitch. And then when he does, um, Abe's just like, huh, throw me, throw me another ball again. Um, and his throws are weak. Anyone can see that. They're like, oh, it's weak. Um, but then, um, the catcher can tell that he throws kind of like funky. Like he's, there's something up there. And it's because he's never had proper training. So his fastball isn't really a fastball. It has some kind of weird spin on it because of the way that he throws it. Um, and because of that, um, it looks like it like drops. It looks like it, it's kind of like a sinker, but it doesn't actually drop at all. Um, and so you end up underswinging it. Um, and then they start talking and they figure out that he can actually throw in like a, a three by three grid. Um, like he's hashed, like, like a hash, you know, um, he's, uh, figured it out to where he can like, his accuracy is insane and he can keep that up for so long throughout the game. Like he can, he can pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch and keep up his accuracy throughout his throws. Um, and then, yeah, it's decided that he's got no, he's not really got a real fastball. Um, and then they kind of become a bit of a team. And that's like the first episode. It's just all background and baseball terminology and stuff. And yeah, I'm sorry if I get any baseball terminology wrong uh, while explaining this. I tried my best <laughs> writing down all of the correct terms. Um, but yeah, you girls have never been to a baseball game, never played baseball, touched a baseball bat probably like three times throughout my entire life. So, sauce. Um, <laughs> uh, episode two is the catcher's role. Uh, cute girl becomes manager because it's not a sport anime if you don't have a cute girl as the manager. Um, 
And Golden Week training camp. So Golden Week is basically like spring break for us. Um, and so they, they're like, okay, we're a new team. We're all together. Uh, let's go have a training camp. And Mihashi, um, and then at the training camp, coach is like, hey, Mihashi, uh, we're about the same height and weight. Um, so we should be able to throw at the same power, the velocity. Um, but we're on completely different velocities. Um, and it's because you're not throwing at your full strength. Um, and so she's like, Hey, try and stand on this block, this wooden block and throw the ball. And he tries and falls. Um, and she's like, okay, your balance is completely off. Um, if yeah, you, you don't have the right body propulsion to throw the ball. And she's like, it's actually a good thing though, because if you were throwing with your accuracy and in that technique with your full strength, you would have done some damage to yourself by now. So, um, like it's a good thing that you went throwing at your full strength, but let's get you trained up so that you can throw your full strength so that you have like an actual fastball. Um, and Abe, the catcher, he's not really too happy about that. He doesn't want him because he doesn't want Mihashi to lose his control. He's like, if you learn to throw really fast, then you are going to lose the exact control that you have. And as a catcher, I don't want you to ever shake off my signs. I don't want you to like ever disobey me basically um you're gonna do exactly what i say um you will be like my perfect pitcher and uh then the training camp there's not really much more than that it's just them kind of like figuring out him uh kind of getting used to the team and getting to know other members of the team i'm not really going to talk about too many members of the team um and too many side stories because like i said there's 26 episodes here i'm trying to rip through this pretty quick um i don't want to go into too many details but yeah just know that there's a bunch of side stories there's a bunch of other characters there's some really funny moments in here um and i do recommend giving it a watch um and yeah at the end of the training camp um they're going to be playing against his old team in a practice game um, and Abby and the coach have, uh, they have a decent talk, um, together, basically her being like, look, if you want him to be your pitcher and you want him to trust you completely, you have to figure him out. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then, um, they also establish two good batters in the team as well. So one of them is actually should have been like going to like a really, really good school. Like he was, shouldn't have been there. He's the best best member on the team other than Abe the catcher um or like combined those two were like the best players on the team um and uh the only reason why he ended up going to this school was because his granddad was close by um and uh yeah so then they establish him and then they also establish another guy um as well who has like a really shaved head and he's he's a decent batter um so we're kind of like learning new characters about the uh, learning new characters in the team and um the positions as well um and mihashi just he can't sleep um <laughs> episode three is the practice game end of the training camp they're like okay let's start a big practice game we're gonna play against the team and mihashi is shaking in his boots he cannot sleep he is terrified these are the guys that literally like they were so horrible to him and he is now he has to play against them um with a whole new team um in a whole new school and and they're going to they're going to see him pitch again and he's terrified um but the team is fully behind the battery um and that like the he's finally like learning that they're like really supporting him everyone on the team is lovely and they really want to support him and they want him to they like him being a part of their team they think he's talented they think he's good but he has no confidence in himself 
Um, and then you really learn the extent of how bad the bullying was in this episode because um, the catcher for his old school kind of corners him before the game and says, basically, I should have broken your arm. I'm going to break it now. Like, um, who? how dare you continue playing baseball? Um, we're so much better off without you. I'm going to break your arm. Like, genuinely vicious. Um, and then Abe kind of comes and, like, um, saves him, but, like, kind of doesn't in the sense that he's just, like, you know, oh, you're needed for the team. And, like, but doesn't, like, actually intervene with the situation, just kind of, like, pops his head up. <laughs> and then while he's there, um, he's talking to Mihashi and he, like, grabs his hand the same way that the coach did to him previously. Um, and, uh, like, they have, like, a moment of connection, kind of understanding each other. And Abby's, like, kind of, like, gets him a little bit. He's not as annoyed with Mihashi's, um, really wet blanket kind of personality. Um, and then, uh, yeah, in the, um, uh, in the top of the first inning, um, they get three outs and it's like over real quick and it's Mihashi's turn to pitch. Um, and then Abi learns what it means to support his pitcher. Um, and yeah, he, um, gives him a speech to support him. Um, and I just said the opposite, opposition pitcher has a fork ball, um, which is like a type of throw. So it's like where you hold the ball between your fingers, like really spread out. And I don't know what it does to the throw, but it, it, spins it in a way to where it's more difficult to hit. I don't really know how it affects it. Okay, they use it a lot in Japanese baseball. It's, like, used all the time. Um, episode four is called Play, um, and Mihashi is um, consistently getting batters out with Abby's help. Um, he's, like, actually, he's doing really well. Um, and their ace um, wants to see the fastball, but Abby won't give it to him. Um, and, yeah, so the the but he won't give it to him. Um, and their pitchers recognize something is off with his fastball. Um, and, uh, yeah, so on, on his old team, there's like his old teammates, but there's, because they're in the high school now, there's also a couple other students that have joined. And one of those other students, um, is a really, really good, uh, batter. And, um, he, he wants to see, um, Mihashi's fastball, but, um, Abe won't, won't throw it to him, won't give him the sign to throw it. Um, cause Mihashi, like, doesn't choose his throws at all. He just does exactly what Abe signs to him. Um, and yeah, so whenever I'm like, Mihashi did this, it's not him doing it. it well, it is. He threw it, but, like, he didn't choose. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, and then, um, and that batter, the new batter, he wasn't actually playing seriously. Um, and that's when the, the pitcher of the other team, he kind of r- reveals that he was actually seeing Mihashi as his true competition the whole time. And, um, that he understood that Mihashi had something special about him and that the whole team wasn't actually listening to him either. And that he doesn't feel confident in his pitching because he could never beat Mihashi because Mihashi was always the main pitch of the ace. And, um, he's like, well, you know, why could I never beat him? I'm not as good as him. And then he left and I never got to continue competing with him. So I have to win this game to be a good pitcher. Um, and then he like kind of reveals this to the back and back is like, okay, fine. Like I'll play seriously. Um, and, uh, Yeah, and then Mihashi is starting to enjoy playing. He's, like, starting to, like, have a bit of fun with it um, and relaxing down a little bit. Um, And by the end of episode four, it is still 
nil nil. Do you have a term for that? Zero zero. It's it's basically just uh, I've heard it described as like an empty count or okay. just at least whenever it comes to pitching, as far as innings go, it's just zero zero. Okay, zero zero. So there's no runs. Um, I'd say nil nil, but that's just I realize that's, a that's like thing. football terminology, so it makes sense. I'll even use uh nil and all whenever I'm playing tennis. Mm-hmm. But for baseball, it's just zero zero. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's nil. <laughs> it's then nobody's got anything. Um, and episode five is um, don't shirk, shirk. I don't know if they. I don't know. It's s h i r k. I checked that because I was confused, and I don't. Is that a baseball thing, or is that a typo, or what? What was it? S h i r k. Shirk. Shirk. Mm-mm. Oh. Oh, I know there's the like, the episode. Uh, I'm not sure because I know there are like in golf terminology, there's a shank where you hit it like the wrong way from where <laughs> you're trying to hit it. Mm-hmm. But sure, mm, not fan. In London terms, that means something very different. Interesting. <laughs> it's like I think I get it. Um. Um. Yeah, maybe it's a term. I don't know. Um. So yeah, the opposition's pitcher is named is uh is name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opposition of- <laughs> for fuck's sake <laughs> words words I cannot words um, the opposition's pitcher his name is canoe canoe can, can you I don't know um, <laughs> I can't um, uh, and he's nervous and he really believes himself to be inferior to Mihashi um, he kind of self-destructs on the mound um, and when he does so, um, they end up scoring two runs. Um, but his team kind of pulls him back together. Um, and he like, kind of like has a go at his team as well. He's like, you know, I've been trying to tell you that he's a good pitcher and now you're being blatantly proved that he's a good pitcher because you're not scoring against him. And yet you're still saying that he's not a good pitcher and they only got the position because of his granddad and you're not listening to me. And he like, kind of like has a, like and he just turns to his catcher and he's like and you are horrible and you are the reason why we lost those games it's your fault because you never gave me any signals and you never listened and like he kind of really goes in on his catcher and then that's when the batter um their number four slot so number four is the the best batter goes fourth um yeah it's a cleanup hitter it's the person that you depend on to quote unquote clean up the bases Right, like it's so their job to if hit you then fill home. them, right? Um, and I th- think, correct me if I'm wrong, the reason why they do that is because you ideally, in a perfect scenario, want to get the first three people on base one, two, three, then you get your cleanup hitter, home run, four runs. Yes, like you just want to, you want to basically position your team to where you're always, you always have the ability to score runs. That's why you start to see everybody freaking out whenever there's runners in scoring position, which is second and third base, because those are essentially the bases to score from. Like, it's hard for someone to triple their way from first to home. And, Mm -hmm. like, even more rare is an inside-the-park home run unless the defense is just absolutely atrocious or Mm -hmm. they're just having a really off day to where it's nothing but errors. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Um. And, uh, yeah, so then, so then their cleanup hitter was just like, hey, like, dude, like, chill. 
apologize. They kind of apologize. They get back, like, they figure it out. And then their catcher is just like, if you, if we win this game, will you finally believe that Mihashi is inferior to you and that you are a better pitcher? And he's like, we'll see. And so they're like, okay, fine. We have to win this game then for you to believe that you're a better pitcher. Um, and, uh, so then they're kind of now on their game. They're kind of now taking the game seriously. And, uh, because, like, up until this point, they weren't really, and, uh, they were just completely blaming everything on Mihashi, even though he was on the opposite team and they couldn't score against him. Um. Oh, the only thing what? I can think of is for Shirk, is, like, what if he's, or what they mean it is, like, shirking their responsibilities. Or, like, not oh. performing the way they're supposed to just because they feel like they don't have to. Right, okay. So, that just popped into my mind. But anyway. Yeah, I'm unfamiliar with the term, but that makes sense. Um, yeah, so then, uh, Mihashi's team is up, uh, 2-0, 2-0, by the end of the fourth inning. Um, and episode six, um, is now, uh, yeah, I, I guess, what happened? <laughs> episode six. I, I've got, I just got to write notes to the score, and I'm just like, how did I get there? Um, Oh, um, I see. Is this right? This is right. I thought this was in the other game, but apparently this is in this game. That's why it confused me. Um, so they use, um, a trick where the, uh, cleanup hitter, he closes his eyes on the first pitch to, um, get rid of the after image, um, so that then, uh, and he just does a blind swing. Um, and then, uh, when Mihashi goes to pitch again, um, he has like no after image, so he's able to see the ball clearer. Um, and he ends up um hitting the ball. And because of that, the score changes to um three two to our opposition. Uh yeah, episode six. <laughs> oh, and he has a fastball tell. Um, yeah, so uh one of the um I think it's actually the catcher of the opposition, um obviously knows Mihashi because he was his catcher, um, despite the fact that he was a horrible catcher for him. Um, and uh, yeah, he he has like a little tell um, when he's going to throw a fastball. Um, and so he knew that he was going to throw a fastball. And he's obviously used to his fastball because he was on the same team as him. Um, and so uh, he ended up getting a home run i think or yes. i don't know he ended up scoring yeah from that and they never um, brought it up again nope <laughs> like nope. they didn't well, even did... bring it up i mean they brought it up after the game to where yeah, it's just like just oh yeah like, by hey, the way i noticed tell. your tell but then yeah. after that it's never brought up he never worked on it in practice because there was a giant yeah. fucking practice montage yeah nothing like it you don't even see it anymore yeah. after that i was like uh, 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 what <laughs> yeah and it's not that hard to get rid of a tell like, I'm not that hard. Not that easy to get rid of a tail, sorry. Yeah, it's because like, it's something that no. he's always done. So that's something that you would have to, like, physically... Yeah, like, it's like routine. It's worry habitual. About. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't even... It's not conscious. Like, that's a, why it's a tail is because it's an unconscious thing. Mm. Um, but yeah. Um, episode seven, I want to play baseball. They won the game! Uh, it's just my first note. Um, <laughs> Mikashi speaks up about their fourth... Um, inning where uh oh like the uh yeah about the fact that he, he swung with his eyes closed and he felt off about it and as a pitcher he was like 
Um, he, but Ab, uh, Abe had told him that he's never allowed to shake off his signs, right? So he didn't. But he had like a, a pitcher's intuition or whatever it was where he was like, he's going to hit this. Um, I don't want to throw a fastball. Um, but because he told him not to, he threw it anyways. And, um, and then that's when he finally speaks up about it after the game where he was like, um, hey, I, I, he swung with his eyes closed. I felt like, like, yeah, the second one was going to get hit. And um, then he was like, why didn't you tell me? You should have told me. I threw it off the side or something. And he's like, well, you told me not to. And it was, it was a good development in the, the batter's box. That's what they're called, right? The two of them together. They're the, no, the, the battery. battery, the battery. That's the term. I'm learning. See? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. In the battery, it was a good moment in the battery for them to advance, to have some level of communication because up until this point, it was just like, you do as I say, don't question it. And then after this point, it was like, okay, you do have some level of being able to inform me of things. Um, you don't have to just do everything I say because I say so. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was getting real You're Lying April vibes with Abe of like how mm -hmm. he was like slightly abusing the shit out of uh, Mihashi. Mm -hmm. I was like, don't be mean to him. Like, it's, don't be mean. It was literally one of those situations of, I was like, this kid, like, his self confidence is in the dirt. You know mm -hmm. it. You are his biggest support. Like, I thought this was going to fall into the BL category of anime, <laughs> the way they were going with some of this. That's funny. <laughs> but, uh <laughs> yeah, so I was watching that and I was like, like you know him. Like you know how he acts. Like why? Like I get it. Mm -hmm. You're hard headed. But you like you can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, but they do kind of explain as to why he is like he is later. Yeah, they do. Um, but still it's like mm -hmm. you you should you should At know this better. time you're just frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um and okay, this gets me upset. Um, but just because I'm the type of person that wouldn't, like, Mihashi's character absolutely would react like this, but I myself personally would not at all react like this. The, after the game, the opposing team comes to apologize to him, and um, they also ask him to rejoin their team. They're like, we understand that you're a good pitcher now, we're sorry, please join our team again. And he just politely, meekly turns them down and says, I, you know, I would be like, I want to play with you again, but not on your team. And I can't handle this because if it were me, I would not at all react that way. But I totally understand why he reacted that way because throughout in previous episodes as well, he was dealing with conflict as to whether or not he wanted to go back on their team. Because obviously when you've been on a team with people for a long period of time, you kind of, you have a relationship with them. And because he was abused while he was on that team, he has a level of, um, like, mental belonging, I guess, to them. It was like a and weird version of Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. And, um, but he also viewed so, them like as friends, like as yeah. family and as teammates, because mm -hmm. as somebody who has played team sports, like the people you play with, you depend on them. Like they are family. Yeah. So yeah, like, well, that's I, spending. I can understand that even if they're like assholes, like it's like a situation yeah. of real family too. Like you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family type situation. 
Yeah, well, you spend hours and hours and hours together putting yourself through physical hell because you're obviously training. And he was on, like, he was part of a good school. Like, so although they never won a game, they were part of, he was part of a good school that was expected to do well in sports. So their training regime would have been a lot higher than a different school where they weren't expected to do well at sports. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was through a lot, he went through a lot with them. Um, and so yeah, throughout the previous episodes, he is like, contemplating and like battling the idea of how he feels about them um and uh and the rest of the team are aware of it too they're like we have to win this game for him to completely become a part of our team um and so that was the motivation between behind them and how they played um but yeah absolutely i would not have reacted the way that he did if people that had bullied me for three years came up to him was like hey we want you back on our team. We're sorry. I'd be like, screw you. Like, no. Um, like, but yeah, I, he was- I try to think about it. And there's part of me that's like, yeah, like I'm with you on that. I would just mm-hmm. look at them and be like, nah, fuck y'all. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, like I think about how I was during sports and especially after getting my ankle broken wrestling, like it kind of mm-hmm. humbled me a little bit mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. To where it's just like, if I was in that situation, I would just be like, I would be very similar. I'd be like, look, like, you know, <laughs> it'd be like, what we had was nice, but like, I've moved on. I'm better now, but I'm also better without y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a mm-hmm. catcher who will sign for me. I have people who legitimately want me on a team and they want me for me. They don't want me because I could win like you bunch of shitbags. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like he handled it a little bit nicer than how I would have handled it because I'd have been a slight jerk about it. I would have been a bitch, like not even lying. Like I would have not been happy about that situation. Mm -hmm. But then this is a big thing for me is like, other than football, I played the vast majority of sports that I've done have been individual sports. Um, I don't have much experience with team sports. I wasn't ever on a solid team because I was still in training and in like, uh, you know, going through like all of the, the pre-steps before you get on a team of people, you know? Um, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so like, I mean, I played with my school and stuff, but like, that's kind of different. I wasn't on like a, a outside of school team, you know? Um, and yeah. But like with figure skating, I mean, I was just competing against everyone else by myself. Um, with uh snowboarding like i do it more casually than competitively and um i like it, it's just going to the slopes and hitting the slopes for some fun you know like it's it's a different vibe um and yeah so i i find that my reactions to things are different because when i have competed in sports it's been individual track and field was the same way individual mm-hmm I mean, it is, but it isn't. Like, track and field is individual, but that is still very Mm. much a team sport. Mm -hmm. Just like amateur wrestling. Like, amateur wrestling is individual. Like, you have nobody else out there on the mat with you but you. Mm -hmm. But whenever it's a school function, and especially tournaments, Mm -hmm. tournaments are whenever they're especially important. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't just go out and pin somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, you're team still has to have the most points so you have to go out there points yeah and yeah like just tear the shit out of whoever you're up Mm -hmm. against yeah so it's it's still one of those yeah yeah i feel you um but yeah anyway so then episode eight uh, is an extraordinary picture um so they 
uh, after they win, they then go to a uh, a different baseball game, a different baseball game of um, two schools that are in their region, um, and they're going to scout the game. And while they're there, they run into Abe's former pitcher, and this is where we start to learn why he was so controlling over Mihashi at the beginning. Um, and the pitcher throws a true fastball, like really fast for a high school level, like pitcher. Um, and the two of them don't get on well. Um, and he seems really full of himself. Um, and his name is uh, Haruna. Um, and that's just basically that game is just him telling the story of the two of them. Um, well, the, yeah, the the two of them, the story mainly happens in the second one, but like it's you watching the game, understanding the game, um, getting to know everyone, and then just like them hanging out out front of the... There's a lot of like slice of life elements in a lot of sports animes, and this is no exception. So there's a lot of scenes where I'm like, oh, well, that was a really short description of the episode, but it's because there's a lot of things like them just talking and them hanging out out front before the game starts and them like... Uh, the like the mums having a moment and like you know they're like but especially the last game where every inning if not like every half inning mm-hmm. was an episode yeah. yeah so it's hard to sit down and talk about you know what would take place within like just a few minutes yeah. in an actual game because baseball seems like it drags on forever but it kind of doesn't, no. though, because it goes by quickly, depending on, like, what all goes on. Sure, there's set up time in between. Yeah, that's the thing. But that's funny. That's It's kind of a running joke in my household about American sports, that they, that you take more breaks than you do when you play the sport. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because in both American football and in baseball, there are just a lot of stop-starts throughout the game. Mm. Um, and whereas in my football, up until recently with the addition of VR... Um, the whole idea of the game is that you play a full 90 minutes of the game and you lose no time and it's consistent straight, like 45 minutes of play, 50 minute break, 45 minutes of play. Uh, but with the addition mm-hmm. of technology, there's kind of more breaks now. Um, but yeah, for since like the start of football up until very recently, um, that's how the game was played. Um, and so, yeah, very, very few breaks. And then even the breaks that you do take, the time is added on, like the clock is stopped and the time is added on to the end of the 45. Um, so then you have, mm. uh, like extra time. Um, and funny you should say that too, because I have always said, like, I would much rather play a full 48 minutes of regulation, like high school American football mm-hmm. versus having to wrestle a full three rounds of a wrestling mm-hmm. match because it's, two minutes of nonstop grappling mm-hmm. then you get a 30 second break but it's not even a break like you're getting in position for the next round to start whether you're top bottom doesn't mm-hmm. matter and then you're back in it for two more minutes of nonstop. then you stop for a second and then it's right back mm-hmm. into it and that is the most exhausting mm-hmm. six minutes of my mm-hmm. life like i had a tournament in alabama that we went to and i had to wrestle four times that day Oof. And I think it was the second match. Like, I got choked out <laughs> in the second oh, round. Like, it was bad. Yeah. So, it was it was one of those situations of, like, I would much rather play a full, like, American football game than have to deal with that. Because there's no chance to rest. And as physical as wrestling is, like, I'm not taking anything away from soccer. Mm-hmm. Like, you are constantly mm-hmm. running. 
but like constantly having to throw someone around that is your body mm-hmm. weight or in the tournament in Alabama's case more mm-hmm. than my body weight. <laughs> Ooh, I never want I never want anything to do with that again. Yeah, well it's it's very different muscle usage because obviously in in football your main priority is stamina and technique. Um whereas in wrestling you're looking at a lot more just brute strength. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously technique as well, but like you 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 just need that physical, like, it's like, um, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, recently, I have been really into um, these couple of guys on YouTube, um, Juji Mufu and uh, Magnus Mitbo. And Juji is a, um, uh, a bodybuilder, but before he was a bodybuilder, he was competitive in some kind of martial art. I'm not sure which. So he is now this absolutely massive dude that can do like the splits and backflips and stuff. Like he's genuinely insane. He's had a lot of injuries recently though. So, but he's still like phenomenal. He's a phenomenal athlete and very, it's very interesting to see someone with a bodybuilder sized body, um, being able to be as flexible as he is and have it as like actual functional weight. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Magnus um, was a uh, is still a world class rock climber, but was absolutely world class in, in his prime. Um, he's retired from competitive rock climbing now, sort of. Um, he's 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 retired, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, he if rock climbing had been in the Olympics, he would have gold medaled probably like a couple of times. Um, uh, from what I understand of him, he's like a legend in the game. And they do competitions on grip strength. And it's fascinating uh, because Juji is massive with all of this usable muscle. And Magnus is tiny and they always make fun of his legs because his legs are disproportionate to his arms and his shoulders and back. Um, because obviously he doesn't, he needs them to push himself up, but he doesn't need them the same way he needs his upper body strength for rock climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and But seeing the two of them compete on grip strength is fascinating because Magnus he weighs like, uh, like I don't know, two thirds of what Juju weighs, but can lift like twice the amount of him by the tips of his fingers. Um, and so, yeah, things like um, uh, muscle strength, stamina, the type of muscle that you have, and like all of those, the amount of the length of which you compete, all those kinds of things make sports so different from each other. I went on a whole tangent there. But, like, I would be fascinated to see a competitive athlete take on another competitive athlete's sport and just, like, swap. Like, I I would... It, in the height of your wrestling career, I would have been interested to see you play a football game. Honestly, like, I think it would have been because the height of my wrestling career, I was in the best shape of my life. Like, I don't know if I've told you about wrestling but i dropped 40 pounds in a month and that's why like i physically Oof. cannot stand sweets anymore like my body rejects any sweet foods because i went from eating mm-hmm. whatever the hell i wanted and just putting on weight working out in the weight room and everything for football <clears throat> because up until that point mm-hmm. i'd only played football and baseball and i had one season of basketball mm-hmm. that i will never talk about because that was the biggest bit of bullshit in my life but anyway <clears throat> So, but <laughs> I, I, they tried to recruit me for high school basketball and, uh, because I'm tall. Um, and then they, they saw me 
like attempt and they were like yeah no thanks and i'm like mm-hmm, i told you like i'm giving my feet but my hands well, no. i was gonna say like <laughs> with the way you talk i could see you getting broken easily on a basketball court especially as physical as basketball yeah, is I'm, yeah i'm not only that, like maybe dislocating something just from, just from jumping, jumping weirdly. weirdly. <laughs> yeah, after I found out that I have hypermobility and stuff, that's when football was no longer a thing for me, and I turned to individual sports because uh, yeah, for a while I actually did um, some some goalkeeping there, and um, yeah, I'm surprised I have shoulders and hips. Oh yeah, think so and uh, but I definitely. Uh, had some fun times with my ankles in football boots and muddy pitches. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I like I just straight up dropped 40 pounds in a month. I had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I ate nothing but salads and cottage cheese. Oh, gross. That was it. I love salad, cottage cheese. And drank cheese, nothing gross. but water. You see, like I've always been a cottage cheese fan just because it's easy protein. But, it tastes disgusting. Doesn't it just like, like isn't it just like the texture of like chunks? <laughs> No, like, honestly, it just kind of reminds me of, like, rice that's been soaked in soy sauce, I guess. Like, it's that same sort of texture. Uh, but you know what's funny is I hate rice pudding and porridge and, like, anything that is, like, that consistency. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like gloop. Like, it's like, eh, no, can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess I know how to, like, fix up my oatmeal and everything because I love a good bit of oatmeal for breakfast, especially with toast. Oh, so good. What? What? Yeah, oatmeal and toast. You weirdo. It's a delicious breakfast. Yeah, uh... Me, me the weirdo, french fries and gravy over there. Hey, that's not me, that's just Canada. Maple syrup for blood over there. <laughs> this is this is only a bit of an addition for the past, like, year or so since I've become a citizen, okay? Before that, my blood was pure tea. I feel like your blood is still pure tea. Like, you probably, like, to sweeten your tea, you probably pour maple syrup in it just so you can still retain your citizenship of I'm, both. Okay, I'm not going to lie. You must retain your nationality. I'm not going to lie. I have put maple syrup in my coffee on multiple <laughs> occasions. <laughs> it's, okay, so, like, we have an espresso maker. You're going off on a way, a way tangent. Um I'm going to cut this out and put it at the start of the episode and then just put it right oh, back geez. here, too, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> um, I'm an espresso maker. I am a huge coffee drinker, and so is my dad. So we have, like, three different coffee machines. But we have, yeah, we have an espresso maker. And um, uh, I love to, when I'm steaming the milk, I love to pour some maple syrup in the steamed milk and then put it with a double shot of espresso and just, like, make a cappuccino, but with maple syrup steamed milk. Frothy milk. So good. It's real good. Uh, <laughs> it's real good, okay? It's good. Uh, okay, I can't say anything because, like, I have a literal disdain for maple syrup. <gasps> and hear me out. Don't don't get mad. I, I hear the syrup over there boiling in your ears, okay? I can hear it. <laughs> so, I got food poisoning. Oh. And literally, all I threw up. For like a day was just pancakes and maple syrup. How much did you have? I didn't have a lot. That was the thing. But like all I tasted for that whole day, anytime I went to vomit, was maple Lovely. syrup. Um, what maple so syrup cannot, was it? I cannot handle it. Do you? I don't, you don't know. Okay, because like this was this was probably a decade and right, a half. Because a lot of maple syrups are actually butter syrups. Like Aunt Jemima isn't maple. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, I'm curious as to whether or not what you threw up was. Butter syrup or maple syrup? Because if it's maple syrup, then it tastes very different. Like, I think it was maple syrup because I don't think we were ever like a butter syrup type 
family, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, it was. And so anytime I even think about it like that and ranch dressing, like anytime I even think about it, like I have a foghorn go off in the back of my head. Like you ever just have those moments of you taste something disgusting. And it's just big nope. Yeah. And like a foghorn goes off in the back of your head. It's one of those. I think about it. And it goes off. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So it's like, I, I know I, I have something that I find. Oh, beets. Uh, beetroot. I find it genuinely repulsive. Never had beetroot. Uh, it's very common in Britain. Um, it's pickled. So, hmm. yeah. So, uh, and it, 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 but it's, um, it's snuck into a lot of things, um, because it's, it's got a very, very strong, distinct flavor. Um, but mm. I've never liked it. Not since I was, very 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 small um and well on solid foods i've never liked it um and yeah i can sniff it out of anything <laughs> sound that way with like raw tomatoes oh really like i i cannot do raw tomatoes like they are the bane of my existence i use them as ingredients all the mm-hmm. time for stuff that i make but like eating them raw there's something about the flavor of them that just like makes me cringe i love tomatoes we grow them in my garden, and I'll just like pop them off the plant and eat them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love tomatoes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I absolutely find repulsive. I mean, texture of like rice pudding and oatmeal. I yeah, not not a fan of. But like, I will have um, uh, porridge when I go camping because it's it keeps you so warm. And being in the Rockies, like, I don't care what time of year it is. It could be August. If you're in the Rockies, it's still cold in the shade. Like, it's, there is still, at nighttime especially, very, very cold. Um, and, yeah, uh, I I do have porridge then because it just keeps you warm. Um, mm. But I don't enjoy it. <laughs> I just eat it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I can't think of anything else that I find genuinely repulsive. But there's nothing that I've eaten that's made me sick, ever. I don't. I have quite a strong stomach, so yeah, I I don't See, get sick like physically sick very often. I have a strong stomach whenever it comes to like smells and whatnot. Oh, because- see, that's that's the opposite for me. If one of my dogs is sick and I smell that, I will puke. Well, it's funny because Walker used to work at a race wa- at a wastewater treatment plant, and I would mm-hmm. go out there and hang out with him because he worked third shift, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so it's literally an entire plant just full of wastewater. Really? And so it's incredible how, like, after you spend a couple hours out there, you literally become numb to it. Yeah, you don't smell it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tilly burped in my face the other day. Oh, that was bad. I nearly, nearly <laughs> threw up everywhere. Um, yeah, I have, a, I have a very strong stomach, weak nose. Um, because, like, foods and stuff don't make me sick. And if I ever get sick with, like, the flu or anything, it very, very, very rarely affects my stomach. Um, and, like, to actually be sick, I haven't been sick for a very long time and before I like the last time I was sick before that was a very very long time um yeah so I I get physically sick very far few and far between but if I the most likely thing to trigger me is uh vomit of one of the dogs uh and I I blame our previous dog for this before we had the three dogs that we have now we had a collie black lab cross named Benny um and we were going in the car and this i was young enough to be sitting in the back seat um like you know not of height to be able to sit in the front seat um and uh we were going to the vets 
um, just for a checkup. But I guess Benny had kind of like sensed that we were going somewhere and he was a bit anxious. Um, mm-hmm. This wasn't very long after we got him. Um, and yeah, we got in the car, literally about to drive off. Um, and he threw up in my lap. Oh. Um, and I, my mom had like started driving. So had to drive back and I had to sit there with perfectly still so that it didn't go everywhere with vomit on my lap wait for my mum to park get out of the car get some paper towel and like a dog bag and like clean it up off of my lap for me to then be able to run in and immediately jump in the shower and just like get all of my clothes off and I think since then it's been like I cannot handle vomit vomit is the big thing for me yeah like that's but like when my dad cut himself the other day, the other the other week, my dad got a really really bad cut on his thumb, and I had to take him to the emergency room and perform first aid and stuff. Um, he's fine now. But um, uh, that no issue with like flesh, tissue, bones, blood. No, no worries about vomit. That's the thing that does it for me. And you see, for me, like I'm that same way too. Like blood, all that stuff does not bother me. One of my old part timers at this one of the stores I was at prior, he mm-hmm. fell on a um. <clears throat> like mud bucket right like one of the ones you hold in your hand and it has mm-hmm. extremely sharp razor blades on it so he fell palm first across it and split his palm all the way across Oof, yeah and it even like got down through some of the muscle in the hand lovely and so everybody else lost their absolute shit over it mm-hmm. and i just looked i was like okay Go in the back, get away from the customers. I'll be back there in a second. I'll stitch you up until we can figure out what hospital we need to send you to. And so, but yeah, I was back there. I took care of it. And like, yeah, it didn't bother me in the slightest. I was just like, I I can take care of this. While everybody else is just like, oh, something's going to happen. He's going to. That just reminded me. When I was taking my first aid training um, course. Uh, this is how, how easily I bruise. I don't just bruise from, um, getting my blood pressure taken. I also bruise the palm of my hands from having to practice CPR on a dummy. You, you poor, poor, brittle thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like the, yeah, both the palms of my hands were completely purple by the end of it. It was a three day training course. The first uh, two full days of which were um, CPR and um, uh, the, like, what, I can't even remember the electroshock, the EAG? E- EKG? E- oh my god. E- I don't know what it is. It might, I, this EKG. is bad. I'm sorry, okay. I have my first aid license, but I don't remember the uh, name of the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. just going to be mm-hmm. like, hey, get me the electro thingy because I know how to apply it, but I don't know the name of it. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, um, oh god, that's so bad. I should know that. Um, <laughs> oh, that's really bad. Um, good job. I don't work in a store anymore. I'm not a manager anymore. I don't need to have. Uh, I still need to have my first aid license. It's just a good thing to have. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the, yeah, both the palms of my hands were completely purple. I bruise so so easily, and it's just it's like a skin tissue thing. Like my my muscles are fine. My muscles work just fine throughout my body it's just my joints and my flesh that have um fun problems uh by being hyper flexible and um uh yeah bruising real real easy so i think i know why you don't like hugs it's because you're afraid you'll get broken with one (laughs) (laughs) 
Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Uh, sorry, sorry. I saw the opportunity. I had to do it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, I don't know how I survived doing so many sports and didn't really injure myself. And it's funny because I have like royally injured myself in yeah. sports. I've got a bad back. I've got a bad knee. I have gotten concussed. I broke my ankle I in my state championship wrestling match. That's so, fun. Yeah, I have. I have broken a lot of things and messed up a lot of things. I've also broken my wrist rollerblading. You rollerbladed? Uh. Just for, like, funsies? Well, you see, it was one of those. I went to my cousin's birthday party. I was six. I was a cocky little shit and figured out that I could skate backwards, but found out I could not stop. So I fell. We you on I was, blades or skates? Uh, skates. Right. Yeah, they're much harder to control. But, yeah, so cocky little shit, rolling backwards, found out that I could not stop myself, and fell. And this was pre-pro pro wrestling, Brad, so I tried to catch myself. And rule number uh-huh. one of falling, never catch yourself, kids. Unless yep. you're going to um, harm your face and or head, do not use your arms to catch your fall. <laughs> yeah, you will break your wrist. Um, <laughs> that goes for uh, snowboarding. That goes for skiing. That goes for ice skating. Oh, especially if you're ice skating and you go to catch yourself, please tuck your fingers in. I saw some gruesome stuff with some exposed fingers and other skates. Um <laughs> Please tuck your fingers in. That goes for hockey, ice, figure skating, whatever. Falling. Tuck those fingers in, please. Falling down the um, stairs. Like, anytime you fall, always tuck your chin. That's just a pro wrestling thing, but it's also true because mm. you do not want to get brain damage. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, um, when I, when I was, uh, uh, when I got my, uh, really bad concussion that still affects me to this day, um, I, uh, was a figure skater on a pair of hockey skates, um, that didn't, really understand hockey skates could have never because se- i'd never seen ice hockey before because she was british um <laughs> and uh fell backwards because they don't have tails um and hit the back of my head on ice oh. uh, yeah uh i can't focus my eyes the way that they're supposed to focus because of said concussion damn that's cold yeah it was i i remember bits and pieces and uh, I remember my legs not working. Oh, shit. That's what I remember. Oh, shit. I remember my legs, like, my legs, like, feeling tingly. Like, I had pins and needles in my toes. And I was like, I can't stand. Like, I can't, I have no, no feeling in the bottom half of my body right now. Um, and I was like, nine, eight or nine when that happened. Um, yeah, and it's it's still affects me hashtag still in physiotherapy um so the one time that i got majorly concussed i got concussed in football and wrestling once or twice but Mm -hmm. like the one major time i got concussed i was working at my family's restaurant in the kitchen and i'm six Mm -hmm. four so i have Mm -hmm. to duck to go under a lot of things and that includes the giant Mm -hmm. metal grate or the giant metal Mm -hmm. vent that goes over the uh the hood of the grill And Mm -hmm. so it was, like, immediately ingrained in me to duck under it. However, it was not ingrained if I bent down to pick something up to continue to duck whenever I stand up. And I, Mm -hmm. like, stood up at regular stand-up full speed into the corner of it. Mm. So I hit. And the next thing I know, I'm sitting with my head, like, propped up against the cooler. Like, I don't remember ever sitting down. 
I was told mm-hmm. that when it happened, like I immediately stopped what I was doing and just like crumbled to the floor and like slid up against it so I could have my head on something cool. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that like they had to tell me that. I don't remember that. I don't even remember going mm-hmm. to the clinic to get myself a checkup. All I know is mm-hmm. I was told I would drove, which not smart. <laughs> Consider no, I don't remember. Yeah, at least it. I was. But I, at least I was too young to drive because I I was in London. I I lived two hours outside of London. And I was in London when I got my. But like I was told that I was completely cognizant. Like I remembered everything, or at least to them, like I knew where I lived. I knew my name. You know all that bullshit that they typically ask you with a head injury. But then afterwards, you were like, like what? I, I don't remember it to this day. Like, I don't remember the yeah. exam. I don't remember anything that night. And honestly, I think. But this could just be me not remembering. I might have went to sleep that night. Oh, boy. Like I, your boy yeah, was I a big dipshit too. whenever it comes to that kind mine, of stuff. Mine wasn't discovered to be a concussion until about 10 years later. Ooh. Yeah. And that's the reason why I say it was that day was because my memory of that day is very different to my memories of other days. Mm. So I'm like, that must have been it. Because like genuinely I don't know when it could have been because it was a very old concussion by the time that they found out I had a concussion. Because I went to physiotherapy and they just did like my overall exam because I go there for my hypermobility. And then they were like, okay, follow this pen with your eyes. And then they were like, hey, um yeah, so you're not focusing the way you, you normally should focus on this pen. Um, so we're going to run a couple of my tests and then they were giving me my overall thing and they were like, and because of your concussion history, did it. And I was like, wait, what? Hold on a second. Because of my what? And they're like, because of your concussion history, did it. And I'm like, I've had a concussion. <laughs> and, they, and they were like, oh yeah, you've had a really bad concussion. And I'm like, what? <laughs> huh? Um, so yeah, I must've gone home normal went to bed as a nine-year-old it was early 2000s (laughs) went to school the next day like damn was yeah just continued life with a concussion not having ever known continued figure skating continued all of my sports i think i had a rugby game shortly after um and it's yeah. Like, I think mine kind of spawned, uh, like, some of my memory issues because my short term memory mm-hmm. can be shit at times. But mm-hmm. also, like, that I think that's also where I started getting migraines was because of that concussion because I never really got oh, migraines really? before. But then after that, like, you and I have talked about migraines. Like, I just, like, mm-hmm. usually, like, once every couple weeks, like, I'll just get a really bad one, especially if I'm, like, trying to watch a bunch of stuff at once. But that's also mm-hmm. why I ended up getting a blue light filter so I can, like, stop headaches from happening while I'm staring, editing the podcast. But, yeah, like, anytime I'm watching mm-hmm. anime for a prolonged, like, period of time or, like, I'm in lights for a really long time, it just, like, the headache really starts to set in. And I'll see spots to where, like, my vision basically goes all blurry. So, yeah. Uh, it, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm a migraine sufferer yeah. as well, but I suffered from migraines before then, so... I mean, maybe they've gotten worse or whatever since, but I couldn't tell you. I was so young. I don't really remember. But yeah, my like my entire memory of that day is not from first person. I'm like looking down from above and um, mm-hmm. I've got tying up my skates and they were rentals. And I was like, oh, these are weird skates. And then I remember getting on the ice and it honestly must have been three seconds on the ice 
fell back. And I then I remember being on the bench. And then I remember my friend's dad putting on a pair of figure skates on me. I remember crying. I remember my friend's older sister saying how that everyone they had taken to the ice rink had fallen and started crying. So then I remember feeling bad about crying. And then (laughs) I remember getting back on the ice with the shakiest legs and trying not to cry (laughs) and being in so much pain, but putting on a brave face. And then my friend being like, so is this what you were going to show me? And like trying to do figure skating like tricks um because like that's what i was there to do was to show her my routine um and and i and Mm -hmm. me being like yeah that's pretty much it and then i remember trying to do i remember trying to put my leg up and i just had no strength in my legs just no strength and i couldn't and then i remember just staying by the side for the rest of the time and i don't remember getting home but i remember being at home and then nothing it's like it's crazy. The brain is the brain is wild. Yeah. It's also weird because that's the kind of yeah. stuff I started to think about while we were watching uh, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai just because of the issue with the sister to where it's just like, huh, brain. And then like I got yeah. thinking about my concussions afterwards. But anyway, that rabbit trail. We went on a huge yeah, tangent. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So let's get back into the anime. Where were we at? What were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about episode nine, uh, which is called The Past. Uh, so Harana uh, was an asshole through middle school. So this is Abe's um, picture. So our our catcher, our good guy catcher, this is his previous picture that he had um, when he was in middle school. Um, and this is him explaining the situation with him while they're watching the baseball game um, that they're out there scouting with him in it. Um, so him and um, Abe, they made a really, actually pretty decent battery because Abe was the only one that could catch his pitch um, because he was pitching really fast balls to middle schoolers and nobody else could catch him. Um, but Abe couldn't either when he first died. And he uh, was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to learn to catch them. I, I'm not a bad catcher, so I'm going to catch them. And he couldn't still, but he was like, ended up getting covered in bruises um, because he was determined to catch these fastballs. Um, but uh, Harana absolutely refused to pitch more than 80 balls in a game. He was like, that's it. 80 balls is my cap. I will not go 81 if I'm on the mound and the bases are loaded and uh, the cleanup hitter is about to go and I reach my 80 ball limit. I'm out. You have to get the reserve pitcher in. Like, I don't care. I will not throw more than 80 balls. Um, and he absolutely wouldn't listen to Abe as well. He's like, uh, he, he's not going to give me any signs. I'm not going to listen to your signs. I'm going to do what I want to do. Sucks to be you. You just have to catch my fastballs. Um, and, uh, but yeah, but because of his fastballs, they ended up doing all right because he was excelling, um, in the middle school field because he was pitching so, like, so fast balls that he was naturally doing well. So, you know, the Abbey didn't really, and he was a year younger. Like he's, um, uh, Harana is his senpai by one year. So, um, he also had that kind of working against him. The age range was kind of not as well, giving him another leg to stand on to like to talk back to him, I guess. He also, because his balls were so fast, he had very little control 
Um, so he had about 50-50% control as to whether or not he was throwing a ball or, um, uh, uh, strike. Thank you very much. Or a strike. Um, and yeah, so he's a loose cannon. So I ended up getting like beaten up a lot by those balls because he like couldn't guarantee where they were going. It was just, they were going all over the place. Um, and then, uh, they were in their, um, national tournament. And it was the start of their national tournament, and um, uh, he didn't come in like um, as a pitcher. He because he only pitched eighty balls, he wouldn't start until like the third inning. Um, and so the original the pitcher that was supposed to go before him in this national tournament, um, he um, had a really bad first inning um, where he let five runs through, and um, he's apologizing. He's so upset. Um, and so they're just like, it's okay, we'll just switch early, um, and we will, we'll close them out with, uh, Harana's, uh, fastballs, and we'll get back on track, it'll be fine, don't worry about it. Um, and so they switch out, and, uh, uh, Harana was just like, well, I'm not gonna pitch my fastballs at full speed, because we're not gonna win this game, we're already five runs down, and, um, I don't wanna risk an injury, and I wanna go... I want to go pro with this game, with my, like, with baseball. So I'm not going to risk an injury. We're just going to lose this tournament. I'm not pitching at full speed. Um, and that's when Abe, cause like all up until this point, Abe had like still had a level of respect for him because he was an incredible player. You know, he could pitch these fastballs. So even though he was a dick, even though he wouldn't listen to him, he was his senpai and, uh, they made a decent battery. Like they did well together. Um, and so, but up until that point, um, that's when Abe, like, loses his respect for him and considers him, um, like, it, it destroys their relationship, it ruins their relationship. And it was because of that, that, um, Abe actually ended up transferring schools as well to get to a new high school. So he didn't have to go to the same high school as Harana. Um, and... Uh, at the very end of the episode, it's actually revealed that Harana was having a really rough time during that time period, um, and that Abe was, like, the only person who actually interacted with him on a normal level, and that kind of sort of explains it, but they never actually really go into it in too much detail until episode 26, which is the special. And even then, they don't go into it in crazy detail, but, um, yeah, uh, during that time, um he himself was going through a really tough time and um, that's why he was treating everyone the way that he did and was acting the way that he did. But he's kind of normal now and he's with a new catcher and they have a pretty good relationship. Um, but that kind of explains why Abe was so much of a dick to uh, Mihashi um, when he first got him because he was like, I have this pitcher that will do anything I ask that uh, pitches really accurate balls um, this is the exact opposite of Abe, who he calls the worst kind of pitcher, um, because of that. And it's like, you can see how that dynamic changed between them. Um, and then so episode 10 is called Step by Step. Um, and Hanai becomes captain. So he is not the really good batter, the cleanup, but the, I think he bats third. Um, so he's a good, he's like the second best, I guess. Um, and uh, then they also decide that they're going to make a backup battery, um, obviously, uh, because a, a, in case there's an injury, something goes wrong. But also, if they get into the tournament, they're going to be playing multiple games in a day. And uh, Mihashi 
shouldn't be pitching um, multiple games in a day. But he goes, but I did in middle school. And they're like, what? You pitched how many days? How many games? How many throws? But that like is another thing is part of his character is the, the fact that he wasn't throwing at full strength. So he had he was able to throw a lot more than somebody that is putting their all into every pitch, you know? But he had the accuracy, so. And also, they weren't competing well. <laughs> they lost every game. Um, uh, and then they end up going around uh, Mihashi's house um, to study. And while they're there, they end up celebrating his birthday because he's a big dumb that can't just tell people, it's my birthday, would you like to come over? And so instead, he feels like he has to trick everyone by saying, why don't you come and study at my place? And then surprising them with the fact that it's his birthday. Uh, but it's also a really sweet team building thing because they also start, like, they start to, like, celebrate each other's birthdays because there were two birthdays that had already previously happened that they celebrate on the same day. And it's like a nice team building moment. Um, and then while they're there, this part's very interesting. Um, they actually see his practice area and realize just how accurate he is. Because up until this point, Abe's kind of the only one who understands the, um, nine section pitching thing, like his, his, uh, three by three, like square pitching thing. Um, Abe's the only one who really understands it because he's the one that's catching for him. And so everyone's like, oh yeah, he's accurate. But then they see his like actual setup behind the house and then Abby's like, okay, throw top left. And he throws top left. Throw middle. He throws middle. Throw uh, bottom right. Throws bottom right. And then he's like, okay, well now do a slider bottom right. Does a slider bottom right. Do a curveball here and does a curveball. Like he has, he's not just accurate with his fastballs, he's accurate with every, he's got four different balls that he can throw and he's accurate to that same extent with every single one and um yeah he's like that's when I think the team kind of realizes just how special he is in his throws because they knew that he was talented and that he could get people out but I don't think they truly understood it until that point when they were like okay a high schooler on this level of accuracy is pretty dang like unheard of in episode 11, um, this is when you are introduced to the summer tournament. And so they go to um, the uh, luck of the draw, draw slots. So basically it's like a ceremony where they introduce their opening, where they introduce the summer tournament, um, but like not to everyone publicly, it's just to the teams. And then the team captain goes up and they draw a number out of a hat and then that number puts them um out of 170 teams um to figure out who they're going to be playing in the first match let me just Um, say that is a massive tournament it's a huge it's the national tournament so yeah it's it's every school in the country yeah because i've never heard of anything like that or like something that massive and Mm -hmm. then i see that and i'm just like oh my god Mm -hmm. yeah i'm trying to think of another sports anime. Uh, Prince of Tennis probably had that many competitors. Um, uh, that's even worse, because that's individual. <laughs> actually, Prince of Tennis isn't, in a way. Um, they play, uh, like, team tennis, where it's like um, you'll have uh, two sets of doubles and three singles, and then the, uh, the like, if you win three out of five games, I think it is, then you go through to the next round 
yeah. So it is a team. It's how, how they managed to get team tennis so they can have multiple characters in through. Um, but yeah, it's, it's team. But then there is also individual matches and stuff. But Ooh, I do recommend that we watch Prince of Tennis. But like I said, it's 178 episodes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, Yes, yeah, so then massive tournament. Um, and when our captain decides to go up to get the uh, number, he gets a round of applause. And everyone's like, huh? Why are we getting a, a round of applause? And it's like, it's a thank you round of applause because they happen to draw last year's winners of the tournament, typically, because that's anime. So, uh, but while he's there, Mihashi actually runs into an old friend of his um, <coughs> who decides that he wants to set up a cheering squad. Um, and our cap, uh, our coach also says, Hey, we're not giving up just because we, um, drew the winners of last year's tournament. We are going to step this up a notch. Um, and we're going to start training from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. uh, par school in the middle because they have more facilities than us. They don't have uh, after school classes and they spend their after school class time training uh for baseball because they're a sports school so we're not so you're getting up early there babes and uh we're going from 5 5 a.m to 9 p.m training um and this is where training montage episode 12 the cheering squad um so the cheering squad is uh yeah, it's uh, Hama uh, Chan, who is um, an old friend of Mihashi um, in his old apl- apartment block before, like when he was in elementary, and also the person who got him into playing baseball. So it's kind of super cute. Um, but uh, Hama Chan says that he had a um, little league injury, uh, basically like tennis elbow, but not for tennis, it's baseball, where he pitched too much when he was growing. Um, and because of that, he caused an injury. Um, and then there's also some kind of mysterious circumstances around him. But yeah, he makes them a banner. He can sew really well. Uh, mad props to his sewing skills. And um, yeah, they also step up their practices a notch and they end up looking pretty good. Um, episode 13, the summer tournament begins. Uh, the tournament is um, the official opening ceremony starts. So this is where you have like um, like the Olympic ceremony kind of where you have like the teams marching onto the pitch with their flag and they're like marching around and stuff. Um, and uh, the mums are wholesome. The mums in this show are freaking oh, wholesome. Yeah, the, all the moms are great. <laughs> They're so great. They're like some of my favorite characters are the moms of this show. Um, I recommend watching it just for the moms. Watch for the moms. Um, and yes, yeah, so they end up finishing their training and the tournament begins. Um, also, the cheer squad leader. Uh, oh, yeah. So the, it's actually in this episode where you find out about his um, little league elbow and questionable past, which is never really explained. And I can't remember if, expl- if it's explained in season two, but I think it might be explained in season two about his questionable past because like his friends tease him about his past, but you never actually learn about it in this season. Episode 14, you get a new OP, uh, a new EP. Um, and the OP, the second OP in this, so good. Love the second OP. The first OP, eh. Second OP, I jam to quite a bit. Um, yeah, just putting that out there. Um, and yeah, this episode is called Challenge. Um, and the moms are consistently adorable. Um, that's my first, my first note on this episode is the moms are consistently adorable. Um, and, uh, 
yeah, so this is the start of the game, like, properly. Um, and so what's happening is that um, in the game, the the pitcher that they're, they're playing against um, has a specific throw, a slider, that he targets at lefties. And the cleanup hitter of our team just so happens to be a lefty. So he's having a bit of a hard time in the first inning because um, of, a, of the slider. And so at the top end of the first, um, we end up with zero right. Um, and yeah, that's the, that's the first episode. <laughs> that's, that's a whole episode. It's just the mom is being adorable. And, um, yeah, the, the top end of the first inning. Um, so this, yeah. Yeah. This one match basically yeah. finishes out the season. Like they. Yeah. So from episode 14 in, onwards, it's one match, uh, except episode 25 and 26 are the aftermath. Um, well, twenty five is the, the aftermath. Twenty six yeah. is that like special? Oh, it's it's an yeah. OVA episode, but it's not classified as an OVA episode, and I don't no, understand do why. I. It's it's completely an OVA. Um, but but anyway. episode fifteen, the yep. first run of the game, um, I, and my note here is it's one thirty a.m. and I'm addicted. Um, so you can tell what. I think I got. I think I got that text yeah, message too. Like, like, I I'm addicted. addicted. <laughs> this is, yeah, it, like, I properly, I genuinely really enjoy this anime. It makes me happy. I like watching it. It makes me laugh. I love learning about a sport that I don't really know about. Um, and, yeah, I was full on into this anime. I don't think I stopped watching until, like, 4 or 5 a.m. Um, even though I had plenty of time left to watch it. I didn't, I wasn't, like, time crunching or anything. I was just addicted. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, pro- yeah. I, in my notes, it's probably got addicted six episodes ago, but here we are. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, Mihashi is feeling pretty good because he's got um, three outs after six pitches. Um, so after the first inning, it is nil all, nil nil. Um, and he, yeah, he did really well. Um, I was genuinely impressed that he like pitched a shutout in his first inning against the best yeah, team right? in Japan. But they were like he did that and I was Damn, just like Damn. I know. Um and but the, I will say that the team is completely underestimating them. I mean, you have to think about it. They are the winners of the national tournament and yet they are playing their first match of the next year's tournament against um a brand new team um of made entirely of first years um that are completely no name and they're not a sports school and yeah, they weren't even competing the year before. So you can completely understand why they underestimated them. A lot of the guys were even saying we should on that team, we should have our reserves play this game. Um, but they were like, no, it's the first game of the tournament. We're going to have our, our um, first lineup play. Um, and that's the only reason why they had them play is because it was the first game. If it had been the second game of the tournament, they would have had their um, uh, reserves out there playing. Um, and uh, yeah, they, our guys have also done a lot of research on them as well. Our manager actually <laughs> made a rare appearance um, during the training montage uh, because like I, I'm, the manager is introduced 
like in the first episode or second episode and then there's like nothing of the manager for a while and then like occasionally you'll see her in the background um and then like there's a moment where you can see that she's actually doing some work um and the manager's awesome like she was such a cool and interesting mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. and it, like all the other teams made a huge joke about their coach being a girl nothing I about know. the manager and the manager is cool not only that, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of shipped the manager and uh, yeah, the Mihashi little onigiri little incident. I say where it. It's like, oh, that was yeah. They, I kind of shipped them too. They're kind of adorable. Um, I was like, I want it, and then uh, this tournament was cool because you got to see like, <laughs> like a lot of the girls swooning over Mihashi. And yeah, like, because look at I him know, go. I know, because they're just like he's kind of uh, my favorite part is when they're just like, um, he kind of moves in a really odd way, but. He's kind of cool out there. And it's just like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and I like how somebody who's like, or it might have even it's been the chip- uh, yeah, it's Hama-chan, Hana-chan, yeah. who was just like, <laughs> kind, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Where he's like, question, like, like how yeah, is that uh, cool? But like, seeing Hama-chan, who's a year older than them, he, he was held back. Um, and that's another one of his mysterious things. It's like, he tells them that he was held back because he was stupid. But then his friends are like, well, you were held back because you were stupid, but also the other stuff. And then you never find out what the other stuff is. So I'm assuming that happens in season two, but I can't quite remember. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, he was like always the big brother to Mihashi, right? And then throughout this game, you get to see him kind of go from um, I'm his big brother to he's really cool. And I have mad respect for him playing baseball. And that's a cool like shift in relationships um but you can also see because he used to be mm-hmm. a former player and so like you can see like his like want to go and out desire and to want to go out there and play it i'm kind of hoping i like, get season two if he'll actually get the opportunity yeah. to yeah or not uh i i remember that part but i won't say anything um <laughs> Baka, 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 baka. Hey, baka. hey stop a baka. You baka. haven't said anything about your opinion on this yet. Hey, hey, hey. Spoiler caps are on. Not for season two. Spoiler caps are no, on. You gotta watch it first. I. Re- Spoiler caps. Um, so are Mihashi on. ends up on the first. Baka. Um. Yeah. So their um their pitcher ends up um getting pretty nervous because like he's seeing that Mihashi is doing well the rest of his team aren't really taking things too seriously um their coach doesn't really know what to do um because he's unfamiliar with the team and is going in blind so he's trying to give instructions but doesn't really know how to handle it and the uh, the batters can't figure out why they can't hit Mihashi's fastball because it's not fast and they're just like I don't get it like why are we not able to hit it and all of this is kind of piling up a little bit on their pitcher. Um, and because of that, uh, he's not throwing to his full strength and um, he's thrown a little bit wild. Uh, Mihashi ends up on the... Uh, Mihashi ends up... Yeah, he throws he throws a wild ball um, and uh, it hits Mihashi on the butt. Um, and uh, Mihashi ends up on first because of that he gets a walk. Um, and... Uh, the captain is on third, um, and there are two outs. So, um, uh, yeah, so then, uh, Mihashi ends up getting caught out, uh, in between, um, first and second base. Um, and because of that, 
Um, they both just book it. They both just run for it. Um, and Mihashi gets tagged out in the exact same time as that Mihashi gets tagged out. Captain reaches home. Which one came first? Cliffhanger. Da, 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 da. Um, and also throughout this episode, everyone is starting to say that Mihashi looks kind of warm and he's acting a little bit weird. And in episode 16, they scored the first run. Um, and yes, yeah, so the captain, it was called safe. Uh, captain made it home before Mihashi was tagged out. Um, and, uh, yeah, they scored the first run, which throws everyone off. Like the, the stadium is packed with their opposition supporters. Um, and, uh, everyone's like, they're going to win. Like it's, it's a no brainer. And then they have been shut out by Mihashi up until this point. Um, and, uh, yeah, now they have, um, scored a run. Um, so then, uh, in episode 16, his cousin comes to cheer for him, um, even though she was at some of his previous games and believes that he's rubbish. Um, she's like, well, I'm going to come and cheer for you because, um, my brother is playing in the other tournament and, um, I... I'm going to go see him, but he's, chances are he's going to get to his second game, but Mihashi's probably not going to get to his second game. So I'm going to come watch Mihashi's first game and not watch my brother's first game. And that was like, ouch, but also funny. Um, but all I can say about this too is cute, cute moms. Because they're like, girlfriend? Right? Girlfriend? I know. Girlfriend? I know. It's girlfriend? like, uh, actually, she's his cousin. I was like, oh. <laughs> cousin? 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 And, yeah, it's it, they're really cute. Um, and then Abe is, like, really noticing that Mihashi is, like, acting weird, and he thinks that he isn't really pacing himself correctly, which is very odd, considering the fact that he is normally very good at pacing himself. Um, and he's concerned that he's gonna burn out. Um, and then, uh, Tose's team pitcher, or the opposition's team pitcher, um, it ends up getting back in his game, um, now because the pitcher and their catcher ended up having, like, a good talk with him. It's like, hey, get your head in the game. Um, and he ended up, like, getting back in the game. He is good. And, um, their captain slash pitcher, um, is now looking at our boys with more serious eyes as they are keeping up with him. Um, really well, despite him being in good form. And so he's like, oh, okay. So now our pitcher is like back in his game, but these guys are still, they're still keeping up. So these may be more formidable foes than I initially thought. Uh, episode 17, um, the third base runner. So Tose have gathered um, intel now. They've basically played enough of the game to kind of know who their opponents are. They were going in blind, um, as opposed to our guys that were going in having watched previous games, having researched videotapes of them, having seen them uh, play in the previous tournament last year. They now uh, have gathered some of their own information and some of their own intel just from them playing the game. And so they're kind of more on a level playing field now, except they still can't figure out Mihashi's pitch. Um, and at the top of the uh, fourth inning, um, they're playing a lot better. Um, and uh, Abe got told uh, by the coach, now she is like, okay, you know what? Play the game now as though we're sacrificing a run so that you can pitch accurately because these guys are now in their rhythm. Um, and, uh, so they were in a tricky situation with base two and three loaded. Um, but the, uh, cleanup hitter is now at bat because, uh, but because of Mihashi's, um, what did I write there? 
What what word is that? You have the fanciest, nicest handwriting I have ever seen in my entire life. And even you can't read it. It's it's the word curve, but um the C Oh, oh let me guess, since it's in cursive, it's curve. <laughs> well the C and the U connected. So it looks like an A. I'm s- I'm not sorry. <laughs> so rude. So rude. It looks like the word aware, but I'm like, huh? Um, no, it's it's curve. Um, uh, uh, you you hurt me. I uh, I just uh, try to make a pun, and then you you. Uh, yeah. No. Sorry, I'm being Mahashi again. Come in. Come in the side. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not going to acknowledge your puns. Um. <laughs> How dare you? See, this is your punishment um, because of the fact that you refused to tell me how you thought of the anime for uh, so long. You keep hurting my feelings and I will turn this into the lowest grade anime we've had yet. You couldn't do that. You know you couldn't do that. Your integrity against anime is too high. I have my pride, damn it. Do you? You sure about that? No. No. Just kidding. Pride went out the window a long time ago. Um... Yep, I've been streaming for six years, and if I'm glad that we've only known each other for like the past like year and a half, because otherwise, <laughs> me streaming six years ago, no, <laughs> pride definitely went out the window a long time ago. Oh jeez, somebody find his old streams. Somebody find them. Um. Good luck. <laughs> Um, it's like you'll never find the old you'll... YouTube channels either. They're dead. Oh. They're long gone. Oh boy. Oh boy. You just challenged the internet that bud. Just like no one will ever find the first podcast that we did where I forgot your name. No one will ever be able to find evidence. Uh-huh. Pixar it didn't happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm sure they weren't. <laughs> uh- What's your name again? <laughs> I don't even know, mate. I don't even know. But anyways, um, so yeah, bases two and three are loaded and their uh, cleanup hitter is at the back. But because of Mihashi's curveball, uh, it popped up. And when, when third ran home, and Mihashi dove for the ball, uh, passed it to Abe and got him out. Uh, uh, got him out. Two outs. Um... No, what did I write? My writing is, this must be where I was like, still, I'm still up at this point. I'm still awake from that 1am note earlier. I'm still awake and my handwriting is just gone. Like that's not even on the line anymore. Um, like it's Okay. Yeah. The next episode I'm writing much neater. So I'm assuming I went to bed and then woke up here. Um, and then shortly after I start actually drawing tables. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I go to bed soon here. Um, <laughs> Um, oh yeah, okay, so, um, not sure what the bases are, um, probably one and three are loaded. Episode 18, um, uh, a run added, um, can't remember how, but they get another out, that's my first note. Just kidding, I was still asleep during this episode. Um, Coach is awesome at planning out plays, but Mihashi, um, when he was at bat, got hit with a dead ball, um, and he tripped diving um from the top uh from the top of the of the inning what i don't know i don't know what i'm writing here you're talking about whenever he tried to dive into first base and he did like uh, a giant tumble mm-hmm, 
yeah, that's the uh, that's that was funny. The the animation style when he whenever he falls over, whenever Mihashi does anything, it's like Tanaka kun when he was going from the classroom from the front of the classroom to the back of the classroom. That's what Mihashi is just all the time. And it's just like it's over exaggerated. Like nobody flops that bad whenever you dive into first. I like this. Mihashi was in the outfield basically. Yeah, That's no. how far he tumbled diving into first. Like not sliding. This dude dove. Uh-huh. Yeah, like he was made of rubber. Like it. He could have been a competitive gymnast in that moment because his tumbling was on point. Like. Either that or he was a fucking bouncy ball that you pay a quarter for at the mall. Like, that's what that shit was. Oh, jeez, yep. Uh-huh. There's um, your childhood brought back you didn't think you'd hear today. You know, what's funny is that that brought me right back to the very beginning of my emigration. Um, so much so that uh, we weren't even in a house yet. We were staying in a cabin. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was like a, a rented cabin, like a holiday cabin. Um, and... We had to go to the laundromat um, to wash our clothes. And when we were there, uh, I would collect bouncy balls. And I ended up with, like, a jar of bouncy balls from every time that we went to the laundromat. Um, Like, very early on immigration. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Before we even had a house yet. Um, Do you still have this jar of bouncy balls? I think I have a couple of the bouncy balls. The worst they ones were the ones where they weren't shiny. You know, the ones where they were, like, yeah, grainy? Yeah, like, yeah, like, those were not fun. But no. the ones that were swirly and looked like marbles, but they were bouncy? Mm-hmm. Those, those were the, the best. best. Those were the best, yeah. But it sucked whenever you, like, twisted the thing and you got one that was, like, not shiny. But for some reason, the ones that weren't shiny had the best bounce. That's true. But they always, like, they used to, like, split down the middle as well. Like, the seam wasn't attached as good. Yeah. So, like, you would bounce them one really good time and it would come back down and it would... Like, split in two. Mihashi's pride, basically. Oh. Um, yeah, okay. Getting back to the act. Because we're tangents. We are, like, two two hours and 40 minutes in. (laughs) This was a really long show, though. We got to give it that. Not a lot lot happens. happens. Like I, was a really I don't know about show. you. I was never bored throughout watching this. Um, I got very addicted very quickly and couldn't stop watching. Um, so I, I know you will not hear but my like, answer. I, <laughs> I, I love sports animes, so I will say that I absolutely <laughs> do have a bias here. It is my genre of anime. It's what I love to watch. Um, but I, I will say I have never been bored. Like, even though this is a game that took so long, I just didn't get bored while watching it. Um, I will say I was not bored during this game okay, whatsoever. Good. Like this game, like it basically kept me on the edge of my seat or the edge of my bed, good. whatever. Good. Um, yeah. So then, uh, uh, yeah. So then Abe has ended up on first base. Mihashi is on third base. And the coach outsmarts the other coach with a call for a squeeze bunt when the um, uh, other coach had already dismissed the idea because it was a 2-2 strike slash ball. Um, And they pull it off and Mihashi runs home uh, decently easily, um, only getting one out. And that was actually really nice to see Mihashi um, score a run because... Like, it's not, like, everyone knows that he is not a batter. Like, he does not stand a bat well. Um, and, like, it's never, like, 
like Abe, they were saying that the only reason why he's in um, eighth position for batting, no, ninth position for batting, is because um, he uh, is the catcher and they wanted to give him time to like see out the game. But the coach was saying that if he wasn't the catcher, um, she would have him in like the starting lineup for for batting. So he's good, but Mihashi is not at all. Um, so, uh, episode 19, Tose's real strengths. Um, so we are looking at, um, the, uh, fifth inning. We scored a run in the top of the second inning and the top of the fifth inning, and they have not started the, the bottom of the fifth inning yet. Um, but they do, and they end up scoring a run, because bases one and three are loaded with the batter, uh, and the batter popped up Mihashi's fastball by mistake. He was trying to, um, uh, he was trying to hit, uh, a curveball. I think he thought it was the curveball and then realized it was the fastball and tried to correct, but in the correction, he ended up popping it up. Um, and, uh, it's raining, by the way. This, the whole game is raining. Um, and, uh, they end up getting the rest out, but Mihashi is starting to show his fatigue a little bit. Um, and he ends up getting a nosebleed on the way back to the dugout. Um, and, uh, yeah, they get a couple of good plays in. Um, uh, the opposite team gets a couple of good plays in. And by the bottom of the sixth inning, um, we are all tied up at 2-2. Uh, Mihashi is doing a little bit better after the break at the end of the fifth inning where they like groomed the ground um, and uh, there's some more interaction with the cousin and I just put weird cousin crush here because I wasn't sure if it was going to be like a brother sister cousin complex at this point uh, it's not but there was a questionable moment there in this episode um, and then uh, uh, their picture um, ends up not being really with it, um, and, uh, their, uh, cleanup, um, uh, the cleanup hitter ends up noticing that something's kind of up with their pitcher. Episode 20, top of the seventh inning, we are two all. Um, quick, uh, yeah, it's a very quick top of the seventh inning, um, there's no runs, Mihashi slips on the mound, um, oh yeah, and then at the bottom of the, the, the seventh inning, Mihashi... Uh, it's raining. He slips on the mound and due to the rain and lets through, um, a, and lets a run through because of it. Um, and he's really down about this. He, cause like his accuracy is his big thing, right? And then he slips and he, he throws, uh, a real wild ball and, um, he's, he ends up getting pretty down about this. Um, and so he's in, he's not doing well. He's fatigued. Um, his grip is gone. He's in the bathroom. He is like pouring water. He's like crouched in the shower. The water is just streaming over him, despite the fact that he's still fully kitted out in his uniform. And uh, the reason why that he has time to do that is because the um, umpires are like having a chat as to whether or not they should continue the game because now they're in, like, I think they said at the end of the seventh inning, they can either wrap up the game or continue on to the ninth uh, because of the weather. But by the time the seventh inning happens, that's when they're like, okay, we can cut it short if need be. And so while he's doing this, his cousin runs to inform him that his old school friend, uh, like that 
his old school friend um, won their first game and his old school won the first game, sorry. Um, and then Abe gets him to grip his hand. And when he tries to grip his hand, his strength is so weak that, um, yeah, he's not able to like do anything. But at the news of his school, the sec, like of his um, old school winning, um, he uh, ends up kind of getting his second wind. Um and then I put, I hope they win, exclamation mark, underneath. Um, episode <laughs> episode 21 is one more run. Um, we are at the bottom of the seventh inning now. And because of, yeah, at the, at the start of the episode, we're at the bottom of the seventh inning. Um, they are one up because of Mihashi slipping on the mound the previous episode. And... Um, our cleanup batter, um, has a bit of a showdown with their pitcher with his fastball. The pitcher wants to pitch his fastball and our lefty wants to hit the fastball, but the fastball is like, he's practiced hitting a ball that fast. I think it's, um, 130 miles per hour. Is that what it is? Kilometers? Miles? It's 130 kilometers, kilometers, which is, let me see here. I don't know. Conversion because big dumb it is 80.8 miles per hour so typically like that's about standard right high school maybe a bit fast for freshmen but wait isn't this the top of the eighth inning yes this is now the top of the eighth inning <clears throat> okay because this is what i want to talk about episode 20 okay i almost stopped watching okay because of this okay it i was hot over this it made me if they had canceled the game yeah. because it looked like they it were really going to like, like okay they're up by one they're no longer tied so we're seriously consider like calling it and that i oh, if they had called that game and gave it to them yeah i would have cut it I off i know i was so mad i know and then i probably would have been mad at you through proxy for making me watch that <laughs> <laughs> I, it could have happened, honestly. It's happened in other sports, animes, where things like that have happened. But yeah. Um, it could have. But I guess since it was baseball, like I was so invested in that I game. I know. Like they did everything they could to suck me into yeah. it. And so the fact that that was even in consideration just immediately just set me off. But without the break of the umpires having that discussion, Mihashi wouldn't have had his break he wouldn't have had be able to have the discussion with his cousin and he wouldn't have gotten his second wind so mm. it was needed for the plot point um uh but yeah yeah but not for my blood pressure not for the blood pressure um so yeah we're at the top of the eighth inning now um and uh yeah so this is when our cleanup hitter and their pitcher um are having a showdown um, and this is very interesting because this is like pitcher's pride versus cleanup hitter's pride. Um, and it was very interesting to watch that dynamic because he's hitting them, but he's not hitting them clean because he's used to that speed, but he's used to that speed via the machine. Like you put the ball and it like shoots the ball out real fast. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's not used to actually doing it in a real game. Um, and he's also still kind of shaken up from the fact that he couldn't hit the slider um, from his last at-bat. Um, and uh, in the end, he ends up striking out and loses the the fight between the two of them. Um, also, their coach now has kind of figured out um, 
uh, also, at this point, yeah, their coach has figured out, oh, yeah, I forgot to say. Um, so the reason why they've been doing so well up to this point with uh, getting the occasional run is because our cleanup hitter um, has noticed a tell in their pitcher between his shoulder blades. So when he's about to throw, he squeezes his shoulder blades together and you can see the number on his uniform crease. Um, and so he goes to stand at first base. I don't know what the position is but it's just like a guy out there on first it's base it's the that's coach's like, box like he's the coach's first box? base coach essentially okay okay um so then he can like call them through and it's like okay uh like for when they want to steal bases um and uh but th- by this point by episode 21 their coach has figured out that our cleanup hitter is the only one that can see that tell because it's a very small tell. It's just the way that his shoulder blades pinch and not other people. Like, because the cleanup hitter was like studying the tapes when he noticed it. And so you have to kind of really be used to his uh, pitching style to be able to pick up on this tell. Um, and so nobody else in the team uh, can can figure it out. Um, and by this point, their coach has figured out that it's only when he is in the coach's box that um, they are able to steal runs, to steal bases, sorry. Um, and uh, so he manages to get the bases loaded um, by stealing plates. Um, and uh, and yeah, well, they end up walking um, one of our batters as well, and then that gets the bases loaded. Um, and then our batter number seven uh, manages to hit the slider just enough to score a run. Just like hits it, like it lands. It's not a clean hit at all, but he hits it enough to where they're able to score a run. Um, and they get out when uh, Mihashi goes to bat though, uh, because yeah, again, they're not ever going to make Mihashi end up being like a good batter in this anime. He doesn't that's not his thing. But also um, most pitchers aren't because they spend most of their time practicing throwing. Yeah. So they can occasionally get like the a base hit and mm-hmm. a good bit of times they do. Mm-hmm. But like you don't see pitchers hitting home runs by any means mm-hmm. or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so then uh, our cleanup hitter ends up getting down on himself though because he's thinking that that was his last at bat and he should have like hit in his mind he's like i should have hit that like i'm i'm used to that speed via the machine why didn't i hit that i couldn't get a clean hit on it because he was hitting them but they were just fouling out he wasn't getting anything clean on it um but uh mihashi and the rest of the team basically uh pick him back up again and they promise him that they're going to get him another at bat um episode 22 so we are at the bottom of the eighth inning um with a three all score um and they uh, managed to score a run of off of our boys due to two consecutive risky plays. So basically, they did. Um, uh, what happened? They um, they were going for bunts, but then like right. as soon as the pitcher was getting ready to throw, they would back off and actually swing to connect. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, because they did that twice in a row, like, it, that's risky to do in this st- late stage in the game anyway. Um, and then, uh, uh, because they did it twice in a row, they kind of, like, threw up, like, messed with the psychology of our team a little bit, which is very interesting in, um, the psychology between, um, the battery and, uh, the, um, batter. 
the actual batter, yeah, is very, very interesting. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. I find it, it's, I don't know, it's very interesting to watch um, as someone that isn't super familiar with baseball. Um, I find that dynamic really interesting from a psychological perspective. Does Canada, like, have any, like, semi-pro baseball game or, like, baseball teams or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we have some that play in your leagues, but uh, – and we have some Canadian players that play in your thing. But, like, I just – Oh, I'm... I forget the fucking Toronto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always forget. Um, like, for some reason, they're always off my radar, but I'm also uh, a Braves fan. Raptors or is that basketball? That's basketball. I think it's, like, the um, – Blue Jays, that's the Yeah, Blue Jays. Blue Jays? Blue Jays. Uh-huh. There you go. So, yeah. I, I know so some if I'm ever, If I ever take my trip to Canada, we should go to a baseball game. I'd be down. I'd be down. Because I'm always down for a baseball game, and especially like an out-of-state, or in that case, out-of-country game. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to go yeah, we'll to Yeah, we'll have to go to a Japanese baseball game as well, because they take baseball seriously out there. Um, and I know how Japanese crowds are. At least I know how they are at wrestling shows. Because wrestling shows from like the pay-per-views and stuff I've watched in Japan are so different. Like the crowds yeah. are dead quiet unless they see something amazing. And then they pop a little bit and they're like, ooh, and clap. Yeah. But outside no, of that, the, like dead quiet. Like it's wild to see. The, so I wonder if baseball's the same way. Well, I'll have to take you to a British football game then if you some interesting crowds. Um, I've heard like the Scottish crowds and Irish crowds, like how wild they can be. All crowds when it comes to football are insane, especially if you get something like Manchester City versus Manchester United uh, because... Ooh, rivals playing? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I'm sure brawls break out, beer goes everywhere. Like, I can only imagine. (laughs) Okay, one thing, okay, all of you guys listening, as well as you, Brad, I'm gonna give you guys some homework, and this is barely homework, it's freaking funny. Um, go on YouTube and type in hilarious football chants, um, because there are some absolute masterpieces out there. Uh, one thing about British crowds is that we love to sing. Um, and each team has their own song. Um, and then even those are like parodied by other teams. Um, then you have songs that change with the times, songs that are depicted specifically at certain football players or managers or certain teams. Um, you have songs that are sung towards the opposition's crowd. You have like, it's, there's, <laughs> there's this clip of, um, a giant inflatable, uh, dick. <laughs> that was uh somebody had obviously brought to a game blown up and then it was like being passed around like a beach ball in the crowd and like obviously you just stopped me dead yawn that's what that <laughs> noise was like wait what <laughs> well obviously um this game was being televised they couldn't just have a giant dick floating around in the crowd so the police officer that is like um uh security on the game confiscated it so then the entire auditorium of people the entire crowd started singing we want our dick back um (coughs) in a football chant and it's so magical and there are many like that i highly recommend them german crowds are also a great uh, a great time although obviously there is a language barrier um yeah the football is fantastic for bringing in 
and music and uh, very, very loud, rambunctious crowds. Um, South American games are also fantastic for that. African games are fantastic for that. Um, but yeah, European, but uh, British games, obviously, I am a Brit, so holds a special place in my heart. Plus, I speak English, so, you know, makes more sense. But yeah, we loud, we crazy, we have many football trance, and I recommend you looking some up on YouTube, because you'll find some that tickle your fancy, I'm sure. So listen, I promise I'll do my homework, Wink. Oh, come on, come on! I promise, Wink. You're the worst. The worst. <laughs> Um, Look, we have talked about this. Homework and I, we no do good together, no. Okay, so then it's not homework. It's a treat. I have a present for you. Um, You have to open it up on YouTube. Uh, you got to send it to me. Otherwise, it's not a present. If I got to do work, that's like, that's me treating myself. Watch the first and episode so of Major Season 1. It's baseball. You like baseball. It's... You're telling me to do stuff again. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. You're the worst. Anyways, okay. Um, so, um, episode 22. When did I get to an episode 22? Uh, right. I um, don't know. <laughs> they managed to score a run off of our boys due to two consecutive risky plays. That's where we were at. Our yep, lads. That's it. Uh, they have to score a run in the next inning at least to one run at least to be able to have a hope of winning this game. Um, they still, uh, and the opposition's team still haven't completely figured out Mihashi's fastball. So that's where we're at at the end of episode 22. Episode 23, top of the ninth inning. We have to score. It is three, four. This is it. Our cleanup hitter is at bat. Their pitcher has struck him out every single time that he has been at bat. He is a lefty. This pitcher is specifically good against lefties. It's very tense. It's very dramatic. If you haven't seen the anime, stop listening right here. This is the final result. Please, I implore you, go watch the anime. Come back because this is the final score. We will know whether or not they win after this point. Uh, so yeah, seriously, if you haven't watched this and you have any inkling towards going to watch it, don't spoil the end result of the game for yourself. Please go watch it. Come back. Listen to the ending. Um, you will, you will pop over the ending of this game. Yeah. Like, it might not be what you expected it to be. Yeah. But you will pop mm -hmm. over it nonetheless. Like, no matter what happens, that final play at the bottom of the ninth inning, whether they score or whether they don't, like, you, like, I basically jumped out of bed. Yep. For that. I was like, Yata! Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, our cleanup hitter is having um, a, a battle again with their pitcher, and he ends up catching them out on a sinker. We score two runs um, and are now ahead of them at the uh, the top of the ninth inning, and it's about to begin the bottom of the ninth inning, and that is the end of episode 23. Episode 24, the end of the game. And my notes just say, they won! I don't even remember what happened because I'm so excited! Ah! 
That's all I got for episode 24. I just remember literally losing my shit. Uh, Brad, if you if you want to explain in baseball terms what happened uh, at the very end of this game. So they managed to bat all the way around, and it's literally the final play. The catcher on the other team, that is the captain of the other team, is going home and... Basically, the center fielder shoots it from center field all the way to home. It's the closest tag. And the reason I say you pop over the stuff in this game in particular, like the throwouts at home, particularly, there was a couple at first base to where like as a baseball fan, if you have watched baseball, you'll know like close calls depending on who you're rooting for, will piss you off or make you the happiest person on the planet. Mm -hmm. There were some, even for uh, Nishioira, to where I was just like, that's garbage. They Mm -hmm. weren't safe. (laughs) Or stuff like that. Even though it's anime. Like, you can clearly tell, especially if you stop and look. It's just like, okay, yeah, that's... I get it. But still, it's just like, ah. But this final play, this final throw out at home, like, Everything, like all the marbles are on the line here, because if they score, they are basically guaranteed to go into overtime and lose their shit. And barely, like Abe catches it, gets the mitt down, just barely in the nick of time. And like everything stops. You see like people, like you just see faces like everybody like is like holding short on breath. emotion yeah. yeah like the crowd is stunned like they have said nothing and finally the umpire just goes out 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 and it's just like oh yeah like it oh it was it was a moment to be sure because like i said i popped for it like i basically jumped out of bed and i was like yeah yeah no honestly and it's it's such a good feeling because, like, the whole team knows that if it goes into uh, going out to the 11th inning, if they go into overtime, they're not going to win. Mihashi, at this point, he doesn't have his stamina. He has uh, pitched to the nth degree, um, at, like, even to the point where he was crumbling on the mound, which he never does. And Abe was like, um, uh, we will put a sub-pitcher in if you don't like what is like okay do you want to continue pitching get off the mound and um because like if you can't pitch don't pitch um and uh and he continued pitching and uh regardless of that and but he's like they can tell like he had a nosebleed he's been hot and sweaty this whole time he has been running around like crazy he's had two big falls he also got hit with a dead ball he um uh like he's gone through the ringer this game um and they're like not just him but the other the rest of the guys in the team as well when they first started off the game because their their opposition now completely understands them they understand um uh all of their like habits and stuff and they're starting to get accustomed to me how she's fastball now and his uh, his speed has gone down by like 20%, I think they said, like the velocity of his balls as well. So he wasn't even throwing fastballs to begin with, and now they're even slower. Um, and yeah, and the rain has not been helping. Um, and yeah, there's 
uh, a couple instances with a dead ball and a specific indent in the in the pitch in the pitch in the diamond in the what's the ground called the field the diamond whatever you call it the infield yeah um where uh a bunt has like gotten stuck in like indents and stuff like the grounds are not in good condition um uh like everything they know that if they go into overtime everything would be lost and so this win is so satisfying um yeah i it's great it's great um so episode 25 is after one win the team are awesome i love everyone curry is delicious those are my three notes um yeah Um, that's essentially it that's officially it's a nice moment curry that's it that's all it is that's all it is um no i will say that the (laughs) the team that they were facing um tose they are a really respectful team um not a single player on that team was uh bad sportsmanship or whatever um they thanked them uh for playing with them and ended up giving them um the thousand cranes um that their managers made for them um to pass on the torch for them to continue on the tournament um and even their younger guys uh were basically saying to our guys you have to win more games because if you don't win more games you're going to make our seniors look really weak um by getting knocked out by you um so win the tournament basically it's like you you have our respect and you have our um our backing and our support and it's just a really sweet nice ending um to see especially considering that throughout the first good portion of this anime it's just bad sportsmanship after bad sportsmanship after bad sportsmanship and to see a good game a really tough game a really clean game wrap up in such a meaningful and impactful and polite way is really nice to see just from someone who's a fan of sports uh so then episode uh, i just get yeah episode 25 curry is awesome that's that's where i'm gonna leave that uh, episode 26 is the uh special bonus episode um which is basically going into um what was his name i didn't write his name down uh in this section i have him over. I didn't understand what was going on, so I'm not going to lie. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> Harane. Okay. Um, so basically, this is Harane, who was uh, Abe's first pitcher um, back in middle school. The guy who like throws a really fast ball that like hit him a bunch of times and bruised him up. Um, this is his uh, story, basically, um, with his high school. Um, and what's happening is that he... Um, didn't go to a super sporty high school. Um, he went to one where specifically where the coach was really lax. Um, and it's basically explaining why he was a dick during middle school. So what's happening is that during this episode, um, his senpai, um, is a pitcher and he wants to quit the baseball team. And Harane is like, um, why do you want to quit? And he's like, well, you have all of this talent, so I can't compete. I'm going to quit baseball. And Harane's like, you just came with me to the gym. You just saw the extra workout that I did. You just saw all this. You sat in the corner and did nothing. How, like, how can you say that that's pure talent? I'm working my butt off here. And, um, and then it's basically just them talking about the fact that Harane ex- explains his past about the fact that when he was in elementary school, um, his coach, saw that he had a good arm, put him into pitching, was like, hey, you're going to pitch until I don't want you to pitch anymore. Harano started complaining of having 
um, a bad shoulder, I think it was, um, or knee or something. I can't remember. He had a bad injury somewhere. Um, and the coach was just like, it's growing pains. Um, he was like, no, it, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. So he took him to hospital and at the hospital, um, he took him to a specific sports doctor that, um, this coach knew and the doctor said, it's just growing pains. Uh, but Harde was still experiencing a lot of pain. So he went on his lonesome to a different hospital, got an MRI, and it turns out that he had a really bad tear and it was getting a lot worse. And his dream is to become a professional baseball player. So he was just basically saying that he then after that, um, uh, when he took some time off, he had to take like a month away from baseball. And when he came back to it, his coach refused to put him into a game again because he dismissed his coach's idea and went off to the hospital by himself, basically hurt his coach's feelings uh, like a big, bad little sucky boy that that coach is. Screw you, coach. Don't do that to a kid. Um, and uh, yeah. And um, and so because of that, it gave him like a really bad relationship with baseball and his whole team kind of turned against him. Um, and he had a really bad relationship with baseball so that then when he went into middle school, um, he was a dick to Abe basically, uh, because of that. And that kind of explains why he was having a rough time in middle school acting the way he did. Although, um, uh, and then only doing his 80 pitches and then refusing to not do any pitches more than 80 pitches. Um, and that explains that whole thing. Although I still don't think it was enough justification for the way that he treated Abe, but there you go. Kids are kids. Um, but yeah, in that episode, it kind of explains that. Um, there's also a few little jokes in there. Um, and uh, his senpai ends up deciding that he doesn't want to quit baseball. He's just frustrated that he's not as good as Harane um, and hasn't put in the same level of work, but really wants to win. So he ends up staying with baseball. And it's kind of sweet, but it's also irrelevant to the rest of the story, except for the fact that it gives you a little bit more background on why Harane acted the way that he did towards Abe. Um, during middle school and that's it that's the end of the anime not quite there's a season two (laughs) (laughs) which i'm sure we'll get to at some point i would like to if you don't absolutely hate this but i think (laughs) i can probably tell by uh things that you've said throughout this anime that you didn't hate it so i'm interested to know how you (laughs) rate it two Huh? No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> no, no, it it was actually good. Like I enjoyed this one. Yay! Success. I'd I'd probably rate it a six point five to a seven. Like it was good. It wasn't great by any means. It had its moments where I was like, oh my god. But okay. there were like some baseball cardinal sins for me to where it's just like, uh, okay, what were those sins? So, for one, making pitchers pitch an entire game. Mm-hmm. Like, you will almost never see a pitcher do that. Mm-hmm. Unless it is, like, absolutely dire and they have, like, no other option. Mm-hmm. But those pitch counts and those innings are wild. Mm-hmm. So, that that was, like, a cardinal sin for me like that I kind of couldn't forgive. On mm-hmm. that point, from a storytelling perspective. Mm-hmm. Although with me, how she it is explained, but with the others, it isn't. Yeah. But even still, like, that pitch count at some point, like, somebody steps in and is like, hey, uh-uh, like, you, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, 
the main character just being too whiny like that <laughs> that can drive me absolutely nuts and that's what i was talking about with my hero academia with mm-hmm. the first season mm-hmm. like the main character just being so whiny after a while and it's like i get it like you're passionate about what you do but my god <laughs> Because it persists throughout the whole show. Like, if he would have gotten better throughout some point of those 26 episodes, I'd have been like, okay. Yeah, like, he, he's starting to grow. But no, like, that part of him never leaves. No, he definitely grows as a character. There is definitely character development, but he's still a wet blanket. But, so, I'm curious to see how season two goes. If season two goes better, I will change my rating of this to, like, a 7 to a 7.5. Okay. What did you think of the animation style? Because that was the big thing that I said that made you select this one out of the other two that I recommended. So it intrigued me for sure. Um, Main characters, Big Bird. I was thinking Squirtle, but we're on the same vibes. (laughs) I was like, uh... His mouth reminds me of Squirtle all the time. Whenever he does like the little pointy, the pointy mouth, I'm like, Squirtle. You see, like, I saw that. I was like, Big Bird. But also, I could see Squirtle, too. Like, it, <laughs> I could see it. But, yeah, the animation style was, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. the animation style wasn't bad. Like, yeah, I there's definitely it. moments in um, there where you can see it's 2007 animation. OP- Just, like, uh, my biggest thing is when they were panning, um, mm-hmm. it got really fuzzy. Yeah, like, it was nowhere near, like, 1980s like studio chibli style background painting either like it was like it was definitely like cheaper quality and if this stuff was coming out on a month to month basis instead of a week to week basis i almost find that like more unforgivable in a way Mm -hmm. like i don't mean to sit here and just sound like super harsh over it but if that's the case i'm just like uh Mm -hmm. you will find in general that sports animes don't focus very much on animation beautifulness beautifulness um they tend to be a little bit more rough around the edges but there's something kind of charming about that in a lot of sports animes because it kind of plays towards the underdog effect mm-hmm. i don't know um but well it's like for the characters and everything like i found it kind of adorable mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. to where like i gave it a pass on that but your backgrounds background, that yeah. you were trying to set up mm-hmm. like everything was like especially like the cheer squads Mm -hmm. and the crowds like they were very like repeat animations Mm -hmm, definitely and if i see it once or twice like i let it go but it was constant every episode just reuse of animations Mm -hmm, absolutely they're just like uh absolutely and not all that but everybody was way too in sync you gotta have that one person who's fumbling with shit Mm -hmm. that's like not able to be fully on their game with it like it was Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I feel like that's me being harsh. Yeah. But. No, I don't. I don't think so because we are comparing this to top tier animations. Uh, but I do definitely think. I mean, it was made in two thousand seven. That's not an excuse because Ghibli was made in like way back in the day. But like also, it is not the main focus of it. So for me, it's very forgivable. Um, but I'm interested to see you watch the second season and then do the comparison after a couple of years, uh, because the, there's a couple of years between the first season and the second season, um, mm-hmm. as to what you think of the animation style of the second season. And then to compare that to other sports animes um, with animation style from kind of the same era, like um, Prince of Tennis, fantastic example, uh, was made pretty much around the same time as this. 
Um, and I would be interested to see you compare the two. And I'll definitely draw comparisons to them whenever they come to time, and especially the second season mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned like really liking the fir- or the second OP, but not necessarily caring for the first. Mm-hmm. I cared for neither of them. Really? Like I didn't find either of them like, or none of the four just like caught my attention. I found myself like after the first time I heard Bertha or both sets mm-hmm. immediately skipping through them. Oh, really? I didn't skip through the second, the OP of the second one. I think it's just her voice, the lead singer's voice, just mm. was really clean to me. It was funny. I was thinking this while I was watching it. She sounded American but fluent in Japanese. And I just think it's because of how clean her voice was and because of the fact that Japanese and the English language have the same sounds. Um, mm-hmm. And But because of how clean her voice was, it made it sound like she was speaking English, but I couldn't understand what she was saying, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's because of the same sound thing. But it was very interesting to me. I was, and I think it's just her voice I really liked. Um, and it was catchy. So uh, I have a soft spot for catchy music. And I don't know, like I said, to me, like, it wasn't very catchy to me, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, they weren't bad by any means. Like, I've heard a lot worse. Mm-hmm. But also, you have, like, one of my thoughts for, the, like, my next choice for the anime of Gurringe for Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hear that and be like, that's a fucking banger. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I guess it's what I compare it to as well. But I more or less was comparing this to Dive, like, every step of the way. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, Dive, you got shit-canned real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but th- this was definitely better, so you had nothing to worry about. That's why I was okay. teasing you okay. about it the whole time. Because uh, I was so like, I haven't said a word about the anime yet. I've said nothing. It is so nerve-wracking to know whether or not you liked it or not. Because, like, I mean, showing someone your favorite genre of something and being like, hey, what do you think? And have them, like, not enjoy it. It's not fun. It's not fun. And, like, I, <laughs> I feel kind of bad because, like... I try, because I know these are your favorites, so I'm trying so hard not to shit on them, but Dive deserved to be shit on. Yeah, the thing about it is, is that it's just, like, I am such a sucker for, like, uh, just, like, I don't know, for, like, things happening in sports where people do well. Like, that's, at the end of the day, I am aware of ending. it. Like, I, that's yours. Yeah, I, I am fully aware of the Mighty Duck Syndrome, okay? I know how this works. You get a ragtag group of people, you put them through a couple of trials, and you give them a happy ending, and I'm one happy camper. Like, I, it's so stupid. But honestly, when I do look at it, in comparison to other animes, as an anime, when we're kind of discussing them like this, I have to be more serious about dissecting them. But I'm not going to lie when I say that it makes me happy to watch it, so. Oh, yeah. And it was, also feel like it was kind of unfair for this one as well. Because I watched it after, also, sorry, background, it's raining, and I have a tin roof now. Oh, so. nice. Nice and loud. So, but, yeah, so I feel bad having to go after it, considering, like, I watched it right after I finished the fourth season of My Hero. Oh, yeah. So I was coming off that high of this is the greatest fucking show that I've ever seen. Yeah. Because the ending, like, it just 
pumped me up to no end. Like, okay, I got to settle back and watch a baseball anime now. And that wasn't like, that's not a bad thing by any means. Cause I was looking forward to watching this cause baseball was by far like one of the best sports I ever played mm-hmm. growing up. So it was like, I was looking forward to it. But after watching that, I was like, this is not fair mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally understand that. Um, it's actually one of the reasons why I try not to watch a lot of anime around when I'm watching the anime that we're reviewing for the show because I get mm. them blended and I get emotions crossed. So I'm like, I try and keep them a little bit separate. Um, so yeah, I'm going to watch fun anime uh, tonight and then um, I will see whatever you choose for the next anime. But yeah, okay. So your overall rating, you give it a six and a half to seven. Uh, probably right out of seven. I'll sit at seven seven, because I feel like it doesn't necessarily deserve uh, six and a half by Mm -hmm. any means. So what about you? Where does this sit for you? I give this a solid eight. Um, I agree with you about the animation. Very, very simple. Um, they tried to make food look really good. And, uh, I understand this 2007 animation food and it could have been a whole lot worse. But if you are going off of the idea that the food is delicious and you're saying it's oishi, I want to look at it and think oishi. And I, uh, wasn't quite there yet. So mm-hmm. animation knocks off a point for me. And, um, uh, yeah, probably just another point getting knocked off for little things here and there. Just like the, I didn't like either of the, uh, EPs and the first OP I didn't like, but the second OP I, I didn't like. Um, and, uh, I also found that the subtitles, uh, sometimes went really quickly. <laughs> I never really had that issue, but I think it's because I'm so no? used to watching on Hulu. That, like, I know that's a Hulu issue, so I just, like, skip through them as quickly as humanly possible. Right, okay. Um, I don't know if it was the edition that I was watching or something, um, and I'm good with subtitles. Like, I I watch all anime (laughs) subbed, not dubbed. Um, And And what are we trying uh, to do for a living? (laughs) I know, right? Um, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I watch all on a race, I'm not dubbed, and it's just my preferred way of watching it. And, um, I had trouble a couple of times throughout it of just like one phrase where it was like, that went by really quick and like not enough to where I had to pause and go back because I was still getting the context of everything, but it did just take me out of the show a little bit because I was like, oh, I didn't get to finish reading that. Mm. Um, and I consider myself a pretty fast reader and a pretty good reader. Um, but yeah, that was one thing. Um, but the physical comedy throughout this show, the, yeah, the physical humor tickles me. The mums are adorable. So they give it a point. Um, I learned a lot about baseball about it. To, one thing that bugs me about sports animes is if you don't know a sport, and you go and watch that anime, if you don't understand what's going on, it's not a good anime. But it should also be interesting to people that know the sport well and not feel tedious, like it's explaining too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like they did a really good job 
in this anime. I understood what was going on as someone who is not familiar with baseball. I actually started picking up terminology and I feel like I could go to a baseball game now and fully understand what was happening. Um, and also be able to apply the fact that this is anime, so it's on steroids at least a little bit. Um, and still be able to apply that to, apply that to a regular baseball game and understand what's happening and get the rules and the regulations and, and actually know about how to play the game. Mm. So I learned from watching this and I felt, I didn't feel lost. Um, so yeah, that's one thing that I will give it as well. Um, so yeah, I'm giving it a solid eight out of 10. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plus it made me feel happy towards the end yeah it had a happy ending end. so it, it it definitely ended on a good note <laughs> yeah and i i got excited watching it and if a sports anime makes me excited and puts me on the edge of my seat and makes me not want to stop watching and i stay up really really late i stayed up till like 4 a.m watching it and then i got up at 8 a.m to continue watching <laughs> it like I was so addicted i slept for like four hours and then i ended up having to have a nap afterwards because i was out of it like genuinely i was fully addicted um and yeah i have to give the immersion big props big points um i love sports animes what can i say okay so are you ready to choose next week's topic oh okay let's do this okay so i have four options for you oh geez i have two action horror options oh okay. i have a one of the most stunning like visually stunning animes you'll ever see, but okay. it's emotional. And then okay. I have a rom com. So choose oh. your category. Let's go with action horror because we haven't done anything horror yet. Okay. Oh, uh, kind of with Bunny Girl Senpai, but not really. A little bit. A little bit. Dip to toes in. Okay. So of these two options I have for this one, you have Demon Slayer. Okay. And then Tokyo Ghoul. Oh. And here's the reason I present oh. these two. Demon Slayer, I absolutely adore. But also, I've kind of had it on my mind to want to rewatch Tokyo Ghoul from a podcast perspective. Because Tokyo okay. Ghoul is one of those animes that has the anime world divided. You either love it or you hate it. But one thing almost everybody agrees on, Unravel, is the best anime OP of all time. Okay. So that's why I present these two, because I will definitely make an argument of Gringe, Demon Slayer's OP, which I sent you, Lisa's, uh, the one take of that one, because her control is fucking wild. Like, I sent that to our mutual friend in Japan. I sent that to her, and she was like, damn, okay. <laughs> yeah. So Cool, Okay. So I, I'm giving you two hard ones because Tokyo Tokyo Ghoul is one of those timeless classics, but Demon Slayer is something that if we discuss now, whenever the film comes out in October, there's still like we'll have that to discuss. Which I mean, no matter what, we'll cover it before then anyway because I'll just eventually mm -hmm. choose it if we don't. But it's the same with mm -hmm. any of these this go around. So that's why I'm just like, here's options, and we'll like slowly break these off unless I get a hankering mm -hmm. to watch something else. But these are like the four that have been on my mind lately to want to get through. Demon Slayer was recommended to me to watch literally yesterday. So I feel like if I don't choose that one, I'm going to get a very angry message. Ooh, I'm curious who recommended that one to you. 
Uh, I it is the husband of one of the mods on my stream. Oh. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Also, um, I could see him definitely, like, I could see him enjoying the show, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next week's episode is planned out. Um, I have to write that down before I forget, because the amount of times where I panic thinking I've watched the wrong anime, and it's like, okay, that's just anxiety talking, what the heck? But, like, honestly, like, not even kidding, I'm like, I watched the wrong anime! Um, Also, like, I'm really excited for you to watch this, too, because Nezuko, especially small Nezuko, is the most adorable thing ever. uh, Like, so cute! (laughs) TV. Okay. In fact, I think I've sent you memes of it before. I can't remember. <laughs> Probably <laughs> have. You sent me so many memes. Now, be prepared to strap yourself in, though. This is a 26-episode anime. Again. Oh, boy. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. We can make the dress so pretty. There's nothing to it, really. And also, I hate to bring the bear of bad news, but this is also the episode that you have to edit. Oh, <laughs> That's okay. That's I'm okay. sorry. I'll work next weekend. Go ahead aside. That's okay. I can do it. I can do it. You do it all the time. So it's no big deal. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? Um, yes. Plugs. Because I think for the first time ever, we've went through an entire three and a half hours and haven't plugged a single damn thing. Oh my God. Jeez. Jeez. So first things first, we have a fantabulous website that you can go visit it's bnbanime.com it is absolutely stunning i could not be more happy with how it has turned out blue i and a mutual friend have put a shit ton of work in it more of them than me i just made some creative decisions here or there but it is absolutely stunning go check it out we also have a instagram and a twitter that you can visit at BNB Anime. You can also find the lovely Kamisama over at Twitch almost every day except for Wednesdays and Sundays at mm-hmm. 8 p.m. to 10 or 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at Blue Lavender. You can also follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. And also, you can find her new drawing channel. Oh, yeah. On you can YouTube. find that on YouTube. Ooh. I think that's linked on the. Because it doesn't have a specific URL yet. No. Yeah. But you can Uh, find it linked on the website and everything else. Yeah. I am also just Blue Lavender on YouTube as well. Uh, But yeah, that's a new new venture I've been working on um, for my sketches. If you're interested in seeing some of my sketches, there are also pictures on the website. Also, while you're on the website, we have um, our Final Fantasy fan dubs that we've been telling you about for a little while. They are... Excuse me, I'm malfunctioning. Um, They are (laughs) directly linked on the website. You can go down um, into our, I think they're both on our, they're on the voice acting page, I'm fairly certain, which also has descriptions about all the fun projects that Brad and I are working on with our voice acting stuff. Um, But also on there, there is um, the video. So you can just go on the website, press play, and watch us do some fun, casual projects with the Final Fantasy fan dubs. you can also find Brad on Twitch on occasion <laughs> um, uh, at uh, Brad Carter Gaming. Um, and you can also find him um, on Instagram under that same name. He also runs a super fun Instagram account um, with Prickly the Cactus uh, called at the adorable prick on Instagram. 
Um, and yeah, Brad also does a lot of art stuff and drawing stuff. So you're interested in his art stuff as well. You can head on over to the website as well, because he's got a little section in our art tab as well, where you get to see the mascots that he's drawn, um, some emotes, some stuff, um, and other cool things. He also has a Discord channel that you can also find linked over there as well. So basically, if you're interested in anything that we're doing, it's all linked on the website, uh, bnbanime.com. And I believe that wraps us up for this week. So thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. And we will catch y'all next week for Demon Slayer. But until then, bye-bye. Bye.